football season with our producer-engineer, Ryan Dahlgren, statistician Cody Horn. I'm Doug Duda. Glad to have you along with us for Carney High and Lincoln East here tonight. Uh, last year, as you heard in the opening, it was a overtime contest uh, for both of these teams. Carney getting that win that helped them get off to a 5-0 and start. And then for Lincoln East, it was the beginning of three straight losses. Now, the four losses that playoff teams, uh, 9-0, and Kearney, Grand Island, uh, and in Omaha, a couple of uh, contests as well. So they got in at 5-4, and four, and nobody wanted to draw Lincoln East, and they end up going to the state semifinals, as you will hear from uh, coaches John Gingery and Brandon Cool Coming up here in the New Tech Seed pregame show, also want to remind you that uh, every broadcast is available online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney, Lincoln, Lexington, and Holdridge, and the podcast will be up shortly after the contest is over. And then, of course, uh, tonight we have uh, our chief photographer on hand, and we will be posting pictures of tonight's game up on PlatteRiverPreps.com uh, in the next couple of days here, which you can uh, free to look at, download, and uh, use, uh, take home whatever you need to do, and it's just part of what we do here at Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Both teams had competitive first-week games, and Grand Island, falling to Kearney, replaced in the Class A rankings by Lincoln East, who got off to a really good start against Norfolk, 21-0 in the first half, and then they struggled in the second half, which is somewhat unusual, and as you'll hear from Coach Gingery, it wasn't all because of Norfolk's second-half adjustments. Uh, It was because of a lot of mistakes. Uh, Usually you see those first half of the first game, uh, but they played really clean in the first half, and Norfolk came back but fell short 21-13. to Good defensive play late in the ballgame uh, was able to keep them going. And Carney High had to keep Grand Island out of the end zone twice in the last five minutes, held them to a field goal, and held on for that 20-16 to win. That's always a good rivalry game, and right now Carney's had the better of that against the Islanders, but uh, Grand Island is still expected to pick up uh, at least six, maybe seven wins, even with that loss uh, last night or last week. Of course, Thursday night, there are always a few games in the metro area. Not a ton to look at this evening, but uh, Norfolk is playing at Fremont. Omaha West Side is playing Millard South. Some other games across the state tonight. O'Neill St. Mary's is at Clearwater Orchard. Scribner Schneider is at Bloomfield. Central Valley is playing up at Stewart. And Neely Oakdale was scheduled to play uh, Omaha Nation, but uh, one of the uh, schools that didn't have enough for football, one of the five schools so far that has... Uh, decided we will not be playing football this year. We're going to hear from the coaches, starting with John Gingery, the longtime head coach here at Lincoln East, followed by Brandon Kuhl of the Bearcats, as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues here on Classic Hits. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. 
Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show from Seacrest Field. Some Thursday night football, which I know I love because we get to do more football games. Coach John Gingery of Lincoln East is joining us here. Coach, how about you? Uh, being in Lincoln, every school has its share of the Thursday games. I'm always curious. You've been through it enough times. Uh, how, how does it change things, and does it matter to you if you play on a Thursday or a Friday? Well, obviously it does, Doug, because you lose a day of prep, and when you're playing Carney, all the extra time helps. So, yeah, it makes uh, makes for a short week, and you really got to cram things to get them done. I would kind of think that this being week two, because we always hear about the improvement from week one to week two, this is probably the toughest week to have a Thursday game. It is, because, you you know, you just lose a day of prep. So it's it's going to be tough, but you know what? It is what it is. Well, let's talk about the way the season got off uh, when talking with Coach Cool. It looked very similar, although you jumped out to maybe a little bit more comfortable lead uh, against Norfolk last week. Give me your impressions of the way your Spartans played on, on Friday. Well, I was really pleased. Uh, you know, we made some mistakes early on offense, but we rebounded and, and uh, we played a solid defensive game, which was, which helped. Um, you know, playing the teams we played week in week out, you can't make a lot of mental mistakes and you can't give up big scores and you can't give them the ball. Um, if you eliminate those things, uh, good things happen, and you know, for three quarters we did that against Norfolk, and kind of had to scramble a little bit at the end. But uh, yeah, I was pleased overall with the way things went. You had some experience coming back at the running back position. It looks like those young men were were real key, in, in, and you kind of were able to rely on them with a new starting quarterback in there. Yeah, I mean, those guys, um, those guys are, are solid players that contributed a lot last year. Um, they did a great job on offense for us of, of moving the sticks, and, and we did enough up front to, uh, to make it easier for those guys. But, uh, yeah, we relied on those guys quite a bit. We're talking with Lincoln East coach John Gingery here on the New Tech Seed pregame show getting ready for Kearney. Coach, what changed after halftime for your team that you've been working on since the game? Well, I think a lot of penalties. I think, uh, <laughs> I think in the, the fourth quarter we had five or six um, on offense, we had about three, and on defense, we had about three, and that made a huge difference. So uh, we got to do a better job of, of uh, playing clean football, I guess. Talk a little bit about uh, what you thought you saw from your defense, I guess what you thought you'd have and what you did see uh, last week in the game. Well, I was really pleased. Most of our secondary and uh, our back are experienced players, and they're, and they're good players. Uh, we have a new set of linebackers in the middle, uh, another set of twins. We lost a set of twins in the Makovicas, but we picked up the Salons, and both those kids are uh, very talented. Chase Adams is the other linebacker, and I was really pleased with uh, with our linebacker play. So, you know, those things, the secondary linebackers, I was I was really happy with, and, and I think we got better up front. So overall, you know, we executed a good game plan. Lincoln East head football coach John Gingery giving us a few moments here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Quite a battle with the Bearcats last year. Uh, they replace a lot, uh, but as we always kind of say, if you're going to have success like your program and, and Coach Cool's program, the, the backups probably saw some playing time, and it's not like you're throwing in a kid that's never played football. What are you seeing from Carney? Well, Carney's Carney. I mean, you know, Brandon does a great job of preparing his teams year in and year out. They're always fundamentally sound. They're well-coached. They're well-disciplined. They're good athletically. Um, it's just, you know, it's a game you mark when you count that's going to come down to the end, you hope, anyway. And, uh, you know, we mirror each other a little bit that way in our, in our run-pass games, and it's always a tough challenge to play a, a Carney team. 
Tell me a little bit about your line. I know that was a concern for the Bearcats. Uh, it looks like you've got a mixture of big boys and then some guys that maybe have some good foot speed even out the line position offensively and defensively. Yeah, we uh, we have a couple kids with some good size, and, uh, and we got to intermix some other kids and, and get those kids off the field a little bit and keep them rested. I think, you know, the, the heat and humidity will be a factor in that a little bit that way, but, but we feel like we've got a number of kids that can come in and give us some quality minutes, but you know, it's not like we have a, a Chris Walker that uh, is just a dominant player like that this year. We're counting on, you know, five or six guys to play this year. Let's uh, talk a, about a couple of things that I know um, we talked what was good for your team last last week. Tell me more about your quarterback, Jaden Rowe. Uh, I know you watched the Grand Island film. Uh, Grand Island's quarterback kind of gave Carney some fit. Uh, is Jaden anything like what the Islanders had? And, and just tell us a little bit about what, what he had in week one. Well, you know, Jaden, we uh, we played Jaden quite a bit, and we played uh, Devin Beckner as well. So it's it's kind of a, a mixture of the two. Uh, both those guys bring some some different skills to the games as far as the pass and run game, and and hopefully, you know, that quarterback, a mobile quarterback, creates lots of problems for lots of people. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can get some things going with our run game that way too to kind of force uh, Carney out of the comfort zone a little bit to, to have to cover the uh, the runs from the quarterback. So so we'll see. You know, and hopefully, like you said earlier, you know, the improvement from week one to week two is going to be a big factor. And, John, I guess just to kind of go on with that, Coach Cool did mention, hey, you had two guys in there. Are you going with what the other team is, or are you going to be uh, platooning those guys, just giving them equal time? No, we're going to platoon them. I mean, we'll give them both reps and uh, both opportunity to play. And, you know, if one shines more than the other, he'll probably play a little bit more quarterback in the second half. And, and both those guys play defense for us. They're both strong defensive players. So, so we'll two platoon them. One more question, just because uh, you've, like I said, you've, you've been around long enough there at East that you've seen it. Lincoln football got a bad rap here not that long ago, and it looks like Lincoln football is getting a little bit better. I'm just wondering if you know why that is, why that was, or if you even agree with that statement. No, I think, you know, it's kind of cyclic that way. And, and with uh, the enrollment and everything, uh, you know, they try and balance out the numbers at all the high schools. And I think Lincoln uh, football was down a little bit. I mean, I think uh, there's some darn good teams. Southeast was good last year. Pius made the playoffs. Uh, we made the playoffs. Uh, it's kind of cyclical that way. But I think, uh, you know, Southeast is tough this year. I think uh, Southwest is tough. I think Pius is going to be improved. So I think, you know, overall, but when you're talking about you know, some of the other schools around. I mean, Carney's always good and Grand Island's good. Norfolk's always competitive. And then you throw in the Millard schools and, and the Omaha North and West Side and Bellevue West. You know, there's lots of talent in Omaha. So it's not that Lincoln's terrible. It's just that some of those other schools are pretty darn good, too. Well, you had a heck of a run last year, Coach. Uh, congratulations again, and I know you're hoping that this group uh, can make a similar run here in 2017. Should be a good one tonight, so thanks for the time. Oh, you're welcome, Doug. You know, last year, I'd just like to say most of that was all coaching, buddy. I said it didn't have a whole lot to do with talent. It's all coaching when you win, and when you lose, your players don't play very well. So. <laughs> that, he's, he's, taken, he's taken it right there and turned it around. That is, I love it. I love it, Coach. Uh, I know it was fun. They were talking about you here. I, I know that. So uh, let's. I'll tell you what. I had great players, and when you have great players, you get a lot smarter. Well, it's, it's, it's easier to coach great talent, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is, Doug. Well, John, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you tonight. Okay. Thank you.
Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value long. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st on the Bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Thursday night football here from Seacrest Field is Carney High taking on Lincoln East. Bearcats playing a top 10 team for the second consecutive week. And really both teams used defense to win their season openers as East beat Norfolk 21-13 and Carney winning the rivalry game with Grand Island. And Coach Brandon Cool joins us. Uh, Coach, congratulations on the 1-0 start. Yeah, thank you very much. I thought our kids played extremely hard and uh, obviously, it's one of those games where you have a little bit of a uh, have some nerves going into the first game of the year, and then you top that off with playing your rival. And so, uh, after our kids settled down, I thought we played uh, pretty good football the rest of the night. Of course, now you have the opportunity to have gone back and looked at the film and, and see what all happened uh, in week one. And we'll talk a little bit about it here. But after you watched the film, how did you feel? Well, there's um, <clears throat> the same way I felt when I watched the game live on Friday night. I thought there were some things that. Uh, uh, we did extremely well, and then there's some things that uh, you shake your head on of what was going wrong here, or, or just some technique stuff or some assignment stuff here. And uh, basically, it all came down to it's the first game of the year, and we have a little bit of an inexperienced crew, and so those guys grew up in a hurry. Um, but as you go back and watch that film, all that stuff is correctable. Uh, get back to the practice field. We're hoping to see a big game from. Uh, uh, offensive, defense, and special team standpoint from uh, week one to week two. And we're going to have to do that in order for us to be successful this fall. Coach, what do you think some of those things were that you did do well uh, on on Friday night? Well, the first thing you start with is I always like to talk about special teams. I thought our special teams uh, did an outstanding job. I know we missed one extra point there to start the football game, but uh, I thought that Gabe Hines did a tremendous job of kicking the ball in the end zone on our kickoffs and then uh, hitting those last two extra points. I thought Cannon Coster punted extremely well. He saved our times and flipped the field position standpoint. And anytime you can do that and give your defense a little bit uh, better chance, uh, we feel like we're in great shape there from a defensive standpoint. Um, defensively, you know, I thought Grand uh, Island had a great game game plan for us. Uh, they have a little bit of a new group and a new quarterback that did a great job of running the football. They haven't had that pure running quarterback the last couple of years, and now they got a kid that can run. So they had a couple of wrinkles in there uh, against the team eventually for that quarterback. All thick and they get to the perimeter on us, and so um, that was good for our kids to make adjustment later on in the game. And then we put our defense in a bad spot a couple of times, especially in the fourth quarter. We scuffled offensively to move the ball and get some first downs. And so to see our defense bow their neck, have their back against the wall multiple times in that fourth quarter, and still come out with a victory was a tremendous to see. 
just kind of elaborate on that too, Coach Brandon Cool of Carney is with us here to have uh, that kind of a performance, whether it's offense, defense, individual, a, a core uh, to, to come away and, and win that game when Grand Island was really putting the pressure on late. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great team victory, and I, I mentioned that to our kids. Uh, two things: number one, you score a defensive touchdown that puts a bind against your opponent. Uh, number two, we didn't have any turnovers. Uh, and so anytime when you win the turnover battle you, battle, you put your team in a great spot for victory. And then you play as hard as we did and competed as hard as we did. I tell you what, uh, you put those aspects together and keep the stats simple and keep the game plan simple, uh, our kids definitely deserve to win that football game. As you take a look at Lincoln East and what they did, a little similar situation, similar score using that defense, uh, what could you see from them in, in week one? Well, Lincoln East is well coached uh, year in and year out. Uh, they're kind of in the same boat we are. They were a uh, state semifinalist team last year, but they lost a lot of kids to graduation, and so they're trying to find their identity, kind of like what we are right now. Uh, offensively, they're kind of looks like they're running the, kind of the same scheme. They're putting two quarterbacks in there every once in a while, or rotating quarterbacks in there. So we're trying to figure out uh, how they want to attack us with uh, uh, with those two different types of quarterbacks. And then uh, they're going to, scheme-wise, they're going to try to work to the perimeter. They do a great job of getting in some bunch stuff, bring the counter back out of that bunch, try to get the quarterback wide because he's always got good foot speed. And so our defense will have their hands full to stop their offense. And then defensively, I think uh, Lincoln East, one of the better teams in the state that can play that 4-3 defense. Uh, it looks like they got brand-new guys up front that look like they have pretty good foot speed, especially the defensive end spot. Their linebackers look athletic, 6-2, 200-pounders that can run a little bit. I think their secondary is all brand new, so we're anxious to kind of get an opportunity to see how they are live out there and uh, do a better job of trying to get Cannon in a, in, a, in, a, in a correct position where he can help us make a few more plays than he did uh, Friday night uh, against uh, Grand Island. Talk with Carney Bearcat coach Brandon Cool here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Talk about East quarterback a little bit more and how much different he is or similar as to what you saw with Grand Island. Well, I was talking to somebody uh, here this week. Uh, we're glad that Carson, the quarterback from last year, is down here at Ewing on UNK's camp. <laughs> we're glad that he's a, he's part of the Bearcat family now, but obviously the Loper family. And so we're, we're tickled to death that he graduated. He was a pain in our neck here the last uh, couple years at quarterback. Uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous athlete and going to do great things here at UNK. And so from a quarterback uh, position, um, you know, again, both those kids kind of look like they're the same. Uh, I think they're trying to find their identity of what kid can do the best job of running their offense. And uh, I don't know if there were some cramping issues or why they were rotating. So we have, we're, we're kind of game planning for every type of situation that possibly may occur to us on, on Thursday night. And, Brandon, uh, just looking back at the game on Friday, Lee Harrington is always going to get a lot of attention. So what did Grand Island do, and what do you expect most teams to do against an All-State prospect like he has when everybody else uh, that played was uh, probably starting their first or just second game? Yeah, I think uh, Lee's going to raise, raise havoc there at that nose guard position. Uh, if, you're a, if you're a center uh, on the opposing team, uh, you might lose some sleep throughout the week. He does a good job of basing those guys. He can two-gap the A-gap in there and uh, get a little bit of a pressure bull rush. And so uh, we're going to have to – we have to do some things on the perimeter-wise to funnel it back into Lee because he's a big, big plugger up inside. Uh, the problem is, is is this situation is if Lee continues to tip balls, intercepts balls, <laughs> scores touchdowns, I think our football team's going to be in great shape. So uh, uh, I told Lee he, he, got, he got it done here week one, and I want to see him continue to do that every week from here on out. 
And you mentioned uh, Cannon probably not getting uh, exactly what you were hoping for here, but he's got all the attention on the offensive side of the ball. Was it what Grand Island did defensively, or are there some things you talked about working on in practice this week that will help him out? Well, it's two things. Uh, we had an opportunity to kind of get some big passes there, especially in the first half. We had a couple guys uh, uh, that had their man beat, and I think Cannon would like to have those couple throws back. I think we went 0 for 4 on the deep balls, and, and uh, you know, Cannon wasn't very happy when he came to the sideline about missing a couple of those. And then Grant Allen came back, and they hit a couple of two. I think they were two out of five on the deep balls, one for a touchdown. And so, I mean, you changed the complexion. We hit those two, and Grant Allen doesn't hit any. It might have changed the complexion a little bit uh, of a wider gap uh, from the from the scoreboard. Um, and then, obviously, Grant Allen was pretty pretty big and and, uh, and and stout up front. They do a great job of holding up our offensive linemen, and I thought their linebackers did a good job of, of scraping and getting to Cannon before he could get a lot of yards. So uh, we'll just go back to the drawing board uh, and get, keep our wits about us. We had to rotate in a lot of guys offensively, so we're playing a lot of guys. These guys just need some game experience, and I think we'll just keep evolving to become better and better as the, as the season goes on. Well, it should be a good one tonight. Brandon, always appreciate the time and can't wait to uh, look at the Bearcats here in week two. I uh, appreciate your coverage. You bet, Brandon Cool, head coach of the Carney High Bearcats. We'll be back with the starting lineups from Seacrest Field as we get ready for Carney High Lincoln East right after this on the new Tech Seed pregame show. Aurora Cooperative wants you to be part of the A-Team. At Aurora Cooperative, we believe in our owners, value their equity, while running a competitive cooperative on their behalf. We do this by proactively putting owners' equity work every day. It's a cooperative building on new-age collaboration, forward thinking in their ideas, which yields best-in-class results for our owners on their farm or their cooperative and ensures their future. To learn more about what it means to be an A-Team member, contact us at auroracooperative.com or stop in and see your local Aurora agronomist. Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show live from Seacrest Field here in Lincoln. Doug Duda with you getting ready for Kearney High and Lincoln East. Both teams trying to start the season at 2-0 just like they were last year when they played the overtime game in Kearney and the Bearcats able to get that victory. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. For Lincoln East, the Spartans at center will go with number 55, 6'3", 220-pound senior Tyler Jakes. At the guards on the left side, number 54, 6'2", 205-pound senior Jared Watermeyer. And number 50, 6'1", 196-pound senior Zane Busekist. The tackles are number 74, 6'4", 270-pound senior Peter Jurich. And number 75, 6'3", 205-pound junior Logan Walters. Coach Gingery will go with four wideouts. Number one is a 5'11", 185-pound senior Chase Adams. Number eight is 5'9", 170-pound junior Blake Ingenmels. Number 11 is 6'4", 180-pound senior Elliot Alexander. And also at wideout, number 20, 6'1", 170-pound junior Connor Rickenberg. The eyeback is number seven. Went over over 100 yards, couple touchdowns last week. 5'8", 170-pound senior Alex Hernicek. And the starting quarterback is number four, 6'1", 186-pound senior Jaden Rowe. You'll also most likely see some of 5'9", 149-pound junior Devin Beckner. The head coach at Lincoln East is John Gingery. They are 1-0, ranked 10th in the preseason or in the uh, rankings here in week number two. Now let's take a look at the starting lineup for the Kearney Bearcats. The center is number 54, 5'9", 242-pound senior Dan Lundy. At the guards on the left side, 5'10", 210-pound senior Rowdy Melton. And the right guard, number 58, 6'3", 265-pound senior Trevor Payne. 
at the tackles. On the left side, number 73, 5'11", 241-pound senior Edwin Manzano. And the uh, Division I recruit at number 75, 6'2", 290-pound senior is Lee Harrington. Carney High also will go with a bevy of wide receivers at the X, number 7, 6, 196-pound senior, Brett Obermiller. At the Y, number 88, 6'3", 224-pound senior, Tyler Atchison. And the Z, number 2, foot, 196-pound senior, Isaiah Stalberg. The halfback is number 14, 5'11", 188-pound senior, Thad Huber. The I-back, number 15, 5'10", 180-pound senior, Matt Studi. And the quarterback for the Bearcats, number 6, 6'3", 210-pound senior, Cannon Coster. The Bearcats are also 1-0. They are number 9 in Class A after their victory against Grand Island. Head coach is Brandon Cool, assisted by Brad Archer, Steve Cherry, Tim Christo, Bart Cron, Chad Carr, Pete Kropp, Greg Limbaugh, Dan Martin, Kyle Peters, and Darren Van Winkle. Starting line is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Back with more after this. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Let's take a look at our injury report. Brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. For Carney High, they will be missing lineman Caden Lytle, the senior, injured his shoulder. And uh, Will Jorgensen, one of the uh, backs for this Carney High Bearcat team, just got cleared today. He's got a thumb injury, but should be able to play. They do have that casted up for him, so we'll see if he's able to maybe at least play on one side of the football today. The biggest injury for Lincoln East is something that happened in the offseason, and that is to uh, one of the best running backs around in Peyton Iberspaw. Iberspaw was at an Iowa camp and uh, planted and blew his ACL out, and then they also have an injury to uh, wide receiver Hayden Barrett, the 6'2", 215-pounder. That's a big old boy to be playing wide out and defensive back, but uh, he was injured and is out tonight as well. That's our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. Carney won the toss. They deferred. Lincoln East will kick off 
or will receive the ball. Carney will have the wind at their back as it's blowing a little bit from south to north. And you've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Carney Bearcat football on KKPRFM. Carney Hastings Grand Island and PlatteRiverPreps.com begins after this timeout. Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating has several certified plumbers on staff that can take your call quickly. Projects like new construction, renovations, remodeling, higher efficiency equipment upgrades, backflow prevention retrofits, and everything in between. Day or night, they will gladly accept your emergency call. For over 60 years, Anderson Brothers is the place to call for plumbing. Call today in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. Dawn neared and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door, and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. In the fall, sports vary like autumn leagues. Football, volleyball, softball, cross country, boys tennis, girls golf, and TM Sporting Goods in downtown Kearney remains the go-to place for equipment and apparel. After all, the equipment combined with practice and effort equals championship play. Get the equipment, get the apparel, get the win. At TM Sporting Goods on the bricks in downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods is a division of protein design. Cave Hines has the ball on the tee. Back deep is Hernicek and Ingenmels. And this football game is underway. Line drive down the sideline. It's going to go out of bounds. Boy, look at East just about made a mistake. They tried to catch it, and they would have ran straight out of bounds at the six-yard line. Instead, that's where the ball will go out. And it looks like Lincoln East is just going to go ahead and send their offense out there and take the ball with a good starting field position. So first down and 10 for the Spartans of Lincoln East. Let's see if they can get off to the same kind of start that they did last week. And that's not what Carney High wanted to have happen. So we'll see what the situation is. Everybody getting set up for our first snap. Again, our games today and always on PlatteRiverPreps.com. If you're uh, watching the Lopers tonight, we're glad you picked us to listen to the Carney High Bearcat game and Kind of vice versa. Those that will be here trying to keep up with the Lopers taking on Missouri Western just getting underway. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Out of the spread, trips to the right. Shotgun situation here for Jaden Poe. And we've already got motion up there before Rowe can get the snap. And it's going to be a false start to back him up. So first down and 15 for Lincoln East. And this, unfortunately is where Lincoln East left off last week. You heard Coach Gingery talking about, no, it wasn't anything X and O-wise. It's just way too many penalties in the second half that all allowed Norfolk to get back in a game. In motion, from right to left will be Ingen Mells. It's going to be a quarterback counter to the right side, lowering his shoulder and getting the five yards plus one that they lost on the penalty will be the quarterback, Jaden Rowe. He'll stretch it out to near the 36-yard line. That'll be a gain of six. Second down and nine after the penalty. Now they respot it, and it's going to actually be a seven-yard gain from the 36 to the 37. Split out wide to the left is Elliott Alexander. Now they go with that diamond formation 
that the Huskers used a couple of years ago with three backs around the quarterback row. And he's going to fake the jet sweep, go straight up the middle, and Carney is right on top of that one. The ball might have even scored it loose, but he's on it. No gain on the play for Jaden Rowe. And Carney stays home. Coming off the bottom of the pile that time, helping make the tackle, is Will Jorgensen. So as we said, he injured his right thumb, but is still able to get in there as a starting linebacker. Third down and eight. Opening minute of the football game here for Lincoln East. A little confusion with a couple of the wideouts about the route they want to run. So Searcy and Vernon are talking about it. It's going to be a swing pass out of the backfield, complete to Hernicek. Hernicek, nowhere to go. There's Jorgensen. He fights off the tackle and gets him behind the line of scrimmage. That's going to be a three-yard loss, two-and-a-half-yard loss, and it's three and out for Lincoln East. So Jorgensen with a couple of tackles early on here. And the Bearcats, after kicking it off out of bounds, are still going to get pretty good field position here. Negative two on the first pass attempt of the ball game. And back to return the punt is Matt Studi. Here's the snap rush for Carney. They about got to the punter that time, but getting it out of there is Ewer, and Studi will field it at the 31, comes straight ahead. Not a whole lot of blocking there for him because Carney went after the punt. He'll get it to the 36-yard line. A 34-yard punt that time for Lincoln East under pressure was Chase Ewer, the senior. Good pressure from the outside. I believe that was Miko Mazner, one of the two Bearcats that were collapsing. So Carney High will start at their own 37-yard line. And let's see what will happen here. For Cannon Coster, coming out of that spread formation. Twins to the left, out of the shotgun. He'll run option to the right side. Looking, waiting, late pitch. Studi got a lot of running room, 45-50 into East Territory. And he'll be shoved out of bounds with a first down run on the first play of the game. 14 yards around right in for Matt Studi and the Bearcats. One play are into Spartan Territory. So a good start for Carney High. First and 10 at the 49. Ball on the right hash as they move from right to left. Near the Carney Bearcats sideline. Nice crowd on a really good crowd for East. Great student representation. Three wide, twins to the left. Studi flanks his quarterback, Coster to the right. He wants to make a short pass out here in the flat, and it is complete into the hands of Brett Obermiller. He'll get to the 44-yard line, a gain of five on the play. Now, last week, Coster didn't throw a whole lot of downfield passes. Uh, he was 12 of 22 for only 88 yards. His longest completion was 18 yards, but you want more than just four yards per attempt when you're getting it through the air. It was enough to win the football game, but, of course, uh, Cannon getting a lot of accolades for more than just basketball. Second and five, Coster, slant, right side, caught, first down at the 34-yard line and dropped immediately over Miller. So they throw one underneath. They have to come up and play him a little tighter, and then they throw one behind him, give him a first down. That's a gain of 10 on the play, two for two. For Coster, and another Carney first down. So a good start here for the Bearcats. They deferred the kick, three and out on East. Now back-to-back first downs, and they have it at the 33-yard line of the Spartans. For the first time, they will put Coster under center. Move in motion, Stallbird, and now a Maryland eye. Handed off to Studi, off right guard, nice hole. Gets inside the 30, bounces off a man to the 27. They'll give him close to the 26-yard line. And a gain of about six and a half on the play for Studi. Two carries, 20 yards, and it'll be second down and about four yards to go, maybe four and a half. 
8.48 to go here in the first quarter. Carney's first drive, Thursday night football, before the Bearcats return home for the next two weeks against North Platte and Lincoln Northeast. On second and a long four. They're going to fake it. There's some pressure from the backside. Coster has to step up, wings it out here over the outstretched hands of Josh Ray. There was some backside pursuit that Carney had not accounted for. Studi picked up his block, but two guys got through there, and Coster, I'm not even sure he saw the second guy. He just happened to step around one of his defenders and get rid of the football. Second down and ten. Bearcat, or excuse me, third down and four after the six-yard run. And Carney's in that two-down territory here, so let's see what Coach Cool calls. They'll put Coster back in the pistol and way out to the wide side by himself is Brett Obermiller, who has the two catches so far on this drive. Coster keeps looking over there. Now he's going to run it himself to the right side, looking for a block. Gets the block down the sideline, first down, inside the 20, and dives forward to the 15-yard line, a gain of 12, for Cannon Coster, and right now, give a big thumbs up. The kids are doing the right thing, but the play calls so far, they are feeding off each one. So they get Obermiller over here, who's they've thrown to twice. That makes East put another man over there. Then they run to the short side, and Coster gets a nice 12-yard gain, and the Bearcats are in the red zone on their opening possession of the contest. It is first down and 10 at the 15-yard line. 8.23 to go here in the first quarter. Shifting of the Bearcat tight end in Tyler Atchison from the right to the left. Again, twins to the short side. Fake the handoff. Quarterback draw. Coster gets to the 10, and that's a gain of five more. So the Bearcats with great efficiency so far here on this opening drive. Time to march this ball down the field. The drive started at their own 37-yard line and now rests at the 10. Coster with the short trot over to Coach Brandon Cool to get the play. Obermiller will split out wide to the right. Again, that's the short side of the field. They will send trips to the wide side. And staying in the backfield this time will be Will Jorgensen out of the pistol. Coster calls the snap. He's going to follow Jorgensen, who might have started a little early, but there's no flag, and he's got the first down, first and goal, brought down at the four. 23 yards on three carries for Cannon Coster. The fourth first down of this opening drive. First and goal Bearcats at the Spartan four-yard line in the battle of the number nine and ten teams. And again, depending on which poll you look at, but uh, Carney is not ranked higher than eight anywhere. So eight and nine, and East is ten. So first and goal to the power eye formation. Now at the four, East plays goal line. They give it to Studi. Studi hard running, but it was stacked up in there. He's going to get a yard, maybe a yard and a half inside the three. On the tackle is going to be Watermeyer. Also some help there from Braden Sellen. They'll mark it right on the extra point mark, so the two-and-a-half yard line. Ball just between that two and the three. May officially say it was just a one-yard gain here on the board. Second and goal. Now they'll go with a wishbone look. Quick snap. Give it to Studi. Right side, nowhere to go. They got him that time. East knew where that play was going from scouting, and the tackle is made by Christopher Carmazan. And no go. Third down. And Carney had a little problem in this area last week. Of course, if they have to rely on a place kicker, they can do that with Gabe Hines, but Bearcats want to get it in. It's been such a great drive. No gain on the play that time for Studi. It'll be third and goal at the three. 
6-15 in a scoreless first quarter. The Spartans went three and out. They spread the field. Let's see if we see a quarterback draw. That's what East is guessing. Coster's got man-to-man. If he throws the football, he is going to throw it. It's a fade into the corner of the end zone, and he overthrew Obermiller. He had him, too, because the fake to the inside by Obermiller got Lincoln East, Jared Searcy, to bite, and Coster just overthrew him. And you heard Coach Brandon Cool in the pregame talking about a couple of wide-open passes that they did miss last week. And so Cannon wanted to get off to a better start, which he did. He hit his first two, but that's incomplete. And here comes the field goal unit with Gabe Hines to attempt no more than an extra point. It's a 20-yarder straight away. Snap good, placement good, plenty of height, then it is up, and it is good. So Carney will get three points out of it, but right now East has to feel that that is a moral victory on a 20-yard field goal from Gabe Hines. Exactly six minutes to go in the first. Bearcats three, Lincoln East nothing here on Classic Hits. Summer is here. You know that. It's hot out. Now what are you going to do about it? There's no better way to cool off than on your very own boat from Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Kearney. No matter what you want to do, fish, ski, cruise, surf, wakeboard, Buzz's can match you up with the perfect boat. And with factory rebates along with easy financing, the perfect price. Already have a boat? Buzz's Pro Shop is bursting at the seams with fun new toys. Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, 5th and Central Kearney. Or check them out online at buzzesmarine.com For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Well, our producer-engineer, Ryan Dahlgren, Doug Duda back with you here at Seacrest Field. A big thank you to all the fine folks that allow us to bring you high school sports throughout the year as we're ready to kick it off again. Gabe Hines kicks it out of bounds again. Last time it was about the 10-yard line to the 7-yard line. This time it goes out of bounds at around the 2-yard line. And so, again, good field position for the... Lincoln East Spartans, they'll move it out to the 35-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10, but they couldn't do anything with it. They had a false start before they even snapped the ball. And it got them off to, I guess you would say, a little rougher start than they had hoped. First down and 10 for Lincoln East, now trailing by a score of 3 to nothing, And they will stay with Rowe as quarterback. On the jet sweep, he'll hand it off around the left end. Hernicek, Hernicek strung out, trying to turn the corner. There's no corner to turn, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds after maybe gaining a half a yard. And it'll be second down and nine. That's all they're going to give him is about the length of the football. And Hernicek's coming out of the ball game. He kind of might have got a little shaken up there. I don't think maybe even the coaches saw that. Not that they have to take him out, but he is going to come out. And in his place will be A.J. Mothersbaugh. And they want to throw the football. Row, rolling, rolling, design, roll. Under pressure, going to have to dump it off. And he does, throws it away as he gets shoved to the ground. Good pursuit over there by the Bearcats. They were all over that one. Tyler Atchison giving the pressure. And it'll be third down and nine for Lincoln East. 3-0 Kearney, 5-17 to go here in quarter number one. 
Marched from the 37 down to the 4, but had to settle for the Cave Hines 20-yard field goal. No score yet, five minutes into the Loper game. Now they'll empty the backfield and leave Rowe back there as the shotgun. Four wideouts, three-step drop, quick little throw out of the backfield. He'll get it into the hands of Ingamella. He breaks a tackle, and he is going to fight for the first down. The tackle is made by Caleb Bean, but give a credit there to Ingamella's. He got most of that on his own from the 36 to the 48, a gain of 12 in the first first down of the game for the Lincoln East Spartans. They don't convert that. All of a sudden, you got to be scratching your head if you only run six offensive plays so far in the first quarter. Now Hernacek is back in there. A lot of different looks. This time a shotgun with two backs, and they will move in motion again from left to right in Stoppel, and they will hand this football off. Nowhere to go for Blake Ingen-Mills. Back to the line of scrimmage. Wrapped up on the tackle by Isaiah Stalbert. A gain of a half a yard. So just like the last time they started this series, short gain on first down. The third different Spartan to carry the football here, though, in the junior, Blake Ingemels. Again, a different formation, but still out of the pistol. Jet sweep. They hand it off to Hernicek. Strung out again, and he's thrown down behind the line of scrimmage, getting through there for the Bearcats. Josh Ray. Big loss on the play. A loss of four all the way back to the 45-yard line. Nice tackle. So Carney coming out ablazing. And another third and long here for Lincoln East. One out of two on third down. Let's see if they can do something with this one. Hernicek rushed for over 100 yards last week. Just two carries here. Trips to the right. That's the wide side, but they're still in tight. And rolling that way, Rowe, feeling the pressure. Hit as he throws, and it is going to be incomplete. And Josh Ray is having some fun out there. The intended target was Jared Searcy, but all he was doing was throwing it away. Carney has looked good in pass defense here so far in the first quarter. Right now for Rowe, he is 2 of 4 for 10 yards, but let's face it, 10 of the 12 yards on that completed pass were earned by Ingemills. And another punt coming up here for Chase Ewer, who just about had the first one blocked. And the Bearcats look like they might be coming after that one again. All of one straight to the band. <laughs> Here's the kick. And that time Ewer didn't waste any time, and he punts it away. Fair catch called for by Studi at the 25-yard line. So just a 30-yard punt, but there was no return. And Carney High will take over first out and 10 at their 25-yard line, leading 3 to nothing with 3.46 to go here in the first quarter of play. I want to remind you, tomorrow night, Friday night football, plenty of it here on Classic Hits. We'll have one just down the road on Highway 30 as the Gibbon Buffaloes take on the Minden Whippets. Carney Catholic will be hosting Grand Island Central Catholic on ESPN 1460. We will also have St. Cecilia and Wilbur Claytonia on 1230 KHAS and Adams Central Milford Dorchester on ESPN 1550. Bearcats now first and 10 at the 25. Option out of the pistol, Coster. Late pitch. They've got this one strung out, and there's nowhere to go for Corey Kitt. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage and much better defended by Lincoln East. So their staff, while the offense was out there, drawing up a couple of plays to hopefully make things work out a little bit better. Corey Kitt can... Get up the field. He is a good-looking football player. 6'1", 205-pound senior. Just 
would have had to break about three tackles on his own. Good job by Lincoln East. Second down and 10. We'll move from the left hash now as Carney goes from south to north here at Seacrest. Twins to the right. Coster wants to throw. Quick little out over Miller. Catches it just three yards down the field. Dives to the 29. Lincoln East piles on there a little bit. The tackle made by Barrett Sellen. Searcy also in the area. And after all that dancing, a gain of three. And it'll be third down and seven for the Bearcats at their own 28-yard line. 2.40 to go here in the first quarter. We're moving along on KKPR-FM. Kearney Hastings Grand Island here in the Kearney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. When you need us, we'll be there. Beautiful Seacrest Field just renovated a couple of years ago. Third down and seven. Four down linemen. Looks like we might have a blitz from the right side. Coster sees it. Now he has to scramble. He's in trouble. Just throws it up. It's one on two looking for Stallbird, And it is knocked away. Stallbird came back, knew that he was in trouble. And it was in and out of the hands of Sam Vernon. And well defended by Hernacek. Coster with a dangerous passer. Because had that been picked, there would have been a lot of running room. Sometimes you say... It could have been a punt. It would have been about the same result as a punt had he just fallen down. Instead, we will now see the punting uni out there, and Coster does the punting as well. So not as effective on drive number two as the Bearcats will have to punt it away. 3-0, Carney. Coster, a little high snap. It floats to him, but not much of a rush. Left-footed punt. Hangs up there, and it'll be fielded by Ingen Mills at the 33-yard line. Breaks a tackle 35 and pushed out of bounds at around the 42-yard line. 39-yard punt that time by Cannon Coster, and a return of 8 yards to the 41. 2.04 to go here in the first quarter of play. Thursday night football on Classic Hits. With your score, Carney High 3 and Lincoln East nothing. The Spartans will get the ball for the third time in the football game at Foster Field with 6.15 to go in the first quarter. The Lopers and Missouri Western are still scoreless, but the Lopers are trying to get on the board first here as they have driven into Missouri Western territory. First down and 10, Hernicek. Left side, finds a hole this time, and he'll crash across the 45 out to the 46-yard line, a gain of five, and it'll be second down and five. That's really the most effective first down play that the Spartans have had so far in the football game. Elliott Alexander will run the play in. Both offenses, as far as when they come to the line of scrimmage, look similar, but a whole lot of different formations for Lincoln East. They'll put, they've had anywhere from one to three backs in the backfield with quarterback Jaden Rowe. This time everybody's in front of him. Here comes the blitz. Hernacek trying to follow his blockers out to the right side. And a couple of the Lincoln East guys couldn't find anybody to block, so that slowed up Hernacek. And Carney really kind of snuck in from behind and made the tackle after a short game. Putting him down that time for the Bearcats was Lee Harrington. Studio over there to help as well. And it's going to be a gain of one to set up third down and four at their own 47 as we are in the last minute now of the first quarter. 3 nothing Bearcats. Out of the shotgun, again, those wide receivers in tight. Fake the jet sweep. Rowe wants to throw. Goes to his left underneath. Beautiful pass. First down completed to the hands of Braden Sellen, and Sellen is into Bearcat territory at the 41-yard line. A 12-yard completion that time, and the second first out of the game for the Spartans. Just a little drag route. From the backside, Rowe rolling against his 
natural body when he wanted to be a right-hander. He would have rolled to the right, but he rolled to the left, and then they just drug Selling across to, or excuse me, yeah, Braden Selling, because there's Braden and Barrett, the twin juniors, and he makes the catch. First and 10, just outside the 40-yard line of the Bearcats. Out of the shotgun, they'll hand it off from the left to the right, lowering his shoulder after making the catch and running over a couple of Bearcats is Braden Selling, and he's going to get five yards to the 35. So some tough running here for Lincoln East. And Braden Sellen says, let's get it going here. Not sure that we'll have time for another play here. East says they don't want to run another play, and that'll be the end of the first quarter. So Carney got out, three and out, was able to get the defense uh, just three plays to start the game, marched it from their 37 down to the four, but had to settle for the 20-yard Gabe Hines field goal, and now Lincoln East has a nice drive going. After one, Carney high three, Lincoln East nothing on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating has several certified plumbers on staff that can take your call quickly. Projects like new construction, renovations, remodeling, higher efficiency equipment upgrades, backflow prevention retrofits, and everything in between. Day or night, they will gladly accept your emergency call. For over 60 years, Anderson Brothers is the place to call for plumbing. Call today in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. And welcome back to uh, beautiful Seacrest Field, where Lincoln East is trying to get on the board now, facing a second and five at the Bearcat 35-yard line. Carney up 3-0 as we start the quarter. Jet sweep. They get it to Hernacek, looking for some running room, and he got popped. That ball might be loose. Carney saying it's their football. Bearcats saying that they have covered the ball as Hernacek got thumped, and they have it. Carney has the ball. And getting the fumble recovery is Caleb Bean. Bean coming up with the fumble recovery. A tough one there for the Spartans as they were moving the football. But Hernacek coughs it up. He now has six yards on five carries in the game's first turnover. Only one penalty, and it was on the first play of the game in that first quarter. Uh, Illegal procedure on Lincoln East. So Caleb Bean will recover it at the Kearney 30-yard line. First down and 10. Stalbert in motion, set up in the eye. They'll give it to Studi. Room off the right side. Gets to the 35, trying to spin out of the ankle tackle that time of Ingemels. And he's brought down at the 36-yard line. So a good six-yard run for Matt Studi, who had 21 yards on four carries in the first quarter. Overall, I had the Bearcats for 44 yards rushing and 18 yards passing with one punt in the first quarter. Lincoln East had two punts, and now this fumble. See if Carney can turn it into something. Second down and four at their own 36. Stallbird in motion again from right to left under the basic eye, power eye. Handed off Studi straight ahead. And they tried to spread him out early. He'll get to the 40. He's going to be just short of the first down. A gain of three for Studi. It'll be third down and one. 
Again, we're here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play, and Carney Towing is on the road bringing your vehicle home should you need them. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. Third and one, under center Coster, but three wideouts. He's got Jorgensen behind him as a fullback. Now it looks like they want to change the play. And they're going to have to call timeout or snap this ball. Coster, quarterback sneak, he's got it. But, boy, they barely got that play off. Coster got a good surge and then kind of stopped when he knew he had the first down. A gain of two for Kenan Coster, who now has 25 yards on four carries. And that is the fifth first down of the ball game for the Bearcats. 10-16 and counting here in the second quarter of play. Coming up at the half, not only will we be bringing you the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report and the first-half stats of our ballgame, we also got a chance to catch up with former Bearcat Luke McNitt, the Nebraska starting fullback. And uh, he was part of the Doug and Daddy show this week. We'll have that interview for you. Here's a screen pass on first down to Studi. He's got the blockers out ahead of him, but good pursuit to make the tackle by Braden Sellen. And Coach Cool kind of jumping up and down. Maybe his blocker out there didn't get the guy he was supposed to get. He got he got one guy, but he was not able to keep Sellin out of the backfield. It is still a four-yard gain on the short little screen pass to Studi. Second down and six at their own 45-yard line. Carney still leading three to nothing. Spread out wide to the right is Stallbird. Obermiller has mostly all the catches, and they're going to try to get it out to him in the flat again, and he has shoved out of bounds before he can reach the first down marker. It's going to be a gain of four. be third and two. And this is a lot of what Carney did last week. A lot of short dump-off, quick little button-hook sideline routes. Obermiller's fourth catch or third catch of the football game. Five completions so far. None for more than ten yards. 8.45 to go, power eye, penalty flag. They're going to blow the play dead. Looks like they decided that they wanted to get a running start on that third and short. So it'll move it from third and two to third and seven. First penalty of the ball game on the Kearney Bearcats. Taking a look at what's going on back at Foster Field in Kearney. UNK is on the board. Skyler Windmiller picks six. 39-yard interception return with 2.35 to go in the first quarter, and UNK is on top of Missouri Western by a score of 6 to nothing with the extra point coming up. Third down and a long seven, almost eight yards here for Carney, And they will go with trips to the wide side, put Coster in the backfield with a blocking back Studi. Quick snap, has time, down the sideline, one-on-one for Obermiller, and it's through his hands. He was trying to look back and locate the football, and I don't think he was able to locate it in time, and the ball falls incomplete at the 25-yard line. And Carney will have to punt it away. Cannon Coster is also the punter, and he is a left-footed punter, a right-handed thrower, right-handed shooter as well when it comes to the basketball season. So Carney scored on their opening possession a 20-yard field goal by Gabe Hines, but since then the offense has sputtered on the next two drives. Max Protect, three rushers. Coster, beautiful kick. It's going to be taken at the 21-yard line by Ingemills. Does a dance and breaks free, 25-30. Up the sideline, 40, and gets hit down. He almost thought that maybe his knee didn't hit. A 19-yard return 
after a 37-yard, which was maybe more of a line drive punt than I initially gave it credit for, but a 37-yard punt that time and a 19-yard return. So both times, Lincoln East has had a nice return from Ingemills, and they will start at their own 39-yard line. First down and 10 for Carney High. Or excuse me, for Lincoln East. Carney High on defense, up three to nothing. Again, last year it was a low-scoring game. It ended up in overtime, twenty to seventeen. And East does not know what play they want to run here, and so we will have the first timeout of the football game with eight oh five to go in the first half. It's still Carney three and Lincoln East nothing. Five points back. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating has several certified plumbers on staff that can take your call quickly. Projects like new construction, renovations, remodeling, higher efficiency equipment upgrades, backflow prevention retrofits, and everything in between. Day or night, they will gladly accept your emergency call. For over 60 years, Anderson Brothers is the place to call for plumbing. Call today in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Out of the timeout, they're going to bring quarterback Devin Becker into the ball game, and he is going to complete a pass downfield to Connor Riekenberg. Connor Riekenberg able to uh, haul in the nice completed pass there, and that will make the first down marker, and then I think we're going to tack on a face mask to go along with it. The inadvertent kind, but it is still going to be a first down for Lincoln East. Nice completion. Oh, it's going to be a 15-yard face mask here. Looked like a good tackle, but the hand just got a little bit of the face mask, and they will move it to the 27-yard line. Nice 20-yard completion there for Beckner, and he is going to stay in the ball game. So Devin Beckner, the quarterback on a jet sweep, hands it off to Hernicek. Hernicek again looking for room. He's going to dance inside the 25 and find his way down to about the 22 that's a gain of six. So far, Carney has done a good job of boxing him in. At this time, he's able to pop off that defensive linebacker and find his way inside the 25. They'll mark him just about the 24. Second down and six. Still three to nothing in favor of Carney High. But East is moving again. Last time they were down here, they fumbled the ball. Beckner wants to throw. It's a wheel route out of the backfield and well covered that time incomplete for Hernicek as Carney had Isaiah Stalbert on him and the first incompletion there for Devin Beckner. So they went with Rowe in the first quarter. Beckner running the show here in the second quarter. All Lincoln East wants to do is get on the board. Trailing 3 to nothing. Didn't do a whole lot the first 8-10 snaps, but now the last two drives... They've looked pretty good. Can they convert here? Will the Bearcat defense make another stop? Third down. Fake the pitch to the right. Roll to the ref. Beckner in trouble. Avoids one man. Can't avoid him the second time. Hunter Novacek is in there for the sack. Novacek 
had him first, and he was able to just get out of the arm tackle, and then Novacek turned around, and he was still there, and he drops him back at the 28-yard line. A loss on the play of about five yards. And it looks like they're going to go for it, or are they going to set out the field goal unit? And it looks like East may be sending out the field goal unit here with Michael Gare, the senior. And they're going to have to call timeout. (laughs) They didn't have a tee. They didn't have 11 guys. They weren't sure what they wanted to do. And if they do kick the field goal, it would be a 45-yarder with what wind that we do have at the back of the kicker, but the wind is less than five mile an hour. So we do have a timeout here on the field, the second by Lincoln East. Your score was 627 to go in the first half. Carney three and East nothing. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. We are ready for the field goal attempt here. A 45-yarder from the middle of the field. Good snap. It's down. The kick is pooched, but it looks like it's going to be short. And that is the case as the senior kicker, just 150 pounders there for Michael Gare, didn't get a big follow-through. It looked like he wanted to make sure he was accurate, and the 45-yard field goal will fall short for Lincoln East. So, been inside the 30 now twice, haven't been able to come up with uh, any points, and Carney High will take over with 6.21 to go here in the first half with your score, 3 to nothing. I want to remind you that we'll take this opportunity to say that the stations of Platte River Radio are taking time out November 16th to raise money for Team Jack and pediatric brain cancer research. Stay with us to find out more as the big day moves closer. Coster wants to throw. He doesn't have anybody, so he scrambles up the middle of the field, finds a block 25-30, and he's going to get the first down. Good run. Once he got up past the linebackers, he was looking to make it a huge run, but just got bottled up as both safeties came over and kind of met him at the same time. A 12-yard run, though, for Cannon Coster, who is the leading rusher in this football game. Six carries, 37 yards. Studi, six carries, 30 yards. And Carney now just trying to find a way to get a good drive going here. Carney will get the ball to start the third quarter as they won the toss and decided to defer. Coster out of the shotgun on first down. A design quarterback draw. He just jumps right over his right guard and is met there by Braden Sellen. But a nice gain out to the 37-yard line. Five more for Coster. So Lincoln East, every time they counter, Carney finds a way to get right back and do something different. They rode Studi, then they started to throw it. Now Coster is running the football. They have not went back to that option in quite some time. That worked early on. In the slot to the right side, Nathan Murray. Twins to the right. He's out there with Stalberg. On second down and five. Coster, quarterback keeper again. Left side. He kind of fumbled the snap, so he didn't get off to a good start and makes it to the 39, and that's where they're going to mark him down. Again, a two. And it'll bring up third down here. By the way, UNK 
with that pick six and the extra point. So late in the first quarter, the Lopers seven, Missouri Western nothing. The debut for Coach Josh Lynn and the Lopers. Third down and a solid three. Bearcats have all of their timeouts at their own 39. They'd love to get a first down here and at least chew up some more clock. Again, they'll switch the tight end from the left to the right. Stunt moving now defensively for East. Coster wants to throw a quick hitch out of the flat. It is complete first down to Stalbert at the 45-yard line. Again, it's only six yards, but Carney didn't need much, and that'll move the chains here. Bearcats will have it at their own 45. Leading it 3 to nothing. scored on the 20-yard. Gabe Hines field goal with six minutes to go in the first quarter, capping a drive that started at their own 37-yard line, so they moved it 59 yards, but could not get the final four into the end zone. This time they'll go to the I formation and put Jurgensen at the fullback, turn and hand it to Studi off the right side. Not a lot of running room that time. They're going to get a couple up to the 47-yard line before he is sandwiched down by the Spartans, Tyler Jakes, and also some help in there from Ingemels. And a gain of two on the play. Makes it second down and eight. Coming in with the play again is Cannon Coster. Carney quarterback trying to keep himself out of trouble. Protection's been pretty good for him so far. They're going to go bunch to the right side with three wideouts. Fake the handoff and coming through on the blitz. As we say, they've been protected. Coster, nobody picks up Ian Ehrenfried. Ian Fried, excuse me. Ian Fred gets in there and makes the sack. Nobody touched him. Great blitz in there. I can't even call it a blitz. He's a down lineman. And he's going to drop him back behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of five. It'll be third and 13 back at the 42-yard line. And that'll be the first time that they have got to Coster in this football game. Third down with Stalbert out to the left. They'll keep Studian as a blocking back. Coster's going to have to fire it downfield. Takes the snap. Has some pressure. Hit as he throws. Floats it up into double coverage. Jump ball knocked away. Again, attended for Stallward. And it's batted away by the dual threat of Jared Searcy and Peyton Stoppel. And so the deep ball didn't work last week and so far hasn't worked this week. But Lincoln East has found something because they have now put pressure on Coster the last couple of times he's went back to throw it. And that incomplete pass stops the clock with 2.49 to go in the first half. It remains Carney High 3, Lincoln East nothing. And Coster is ready to boot the football away. Stands at his own 26. Not much pressure. High booming punt. Fair catch called for and fumbled. Ball's loose, but Ingen Mills covers it all the way back at the 12-yard line. A 46-yard punt that time by Cannon Coster. And after he dropped it, the ball just kind of stayed where it was. So Ingenmels on that turf, when they uh, bounced, they could take any kind of a kick. But he muffed it good enough that it really took any of the spin off of it. But now what does East do? They have 88 yards to cover with one timeout and 240. So does Coach Gingery just try to chew out a first down and then maybe take a crack, or is he going to Try and get it down the field here. Beckner is in as the quarterback. Jet sweep. They'll hand it off. Hernacek from his right to his left. He'll turn the corner at the 15. He'll get up to the 16-yard line. That's a gain of four. But still only 16 yards to the good right now for Alex Hernacek, the senior eye back. Of course, Iperspa out for the season 
after blowing his ACL at Iowa football camp or a camp at Iowa uh, this summer. They had a one-two punch not only at quarterback, but a one-two punch at running back. Of course, Jaden Rowe was the starting quarterback. And uh, just for the second quarter, they're going with uh, Beckner. Second out and six, Beckner, jet sweep, jet sweep, heard a check again, and Jorgensen drags him down from behind at the 13-yard line, and now Carney is going to wisely call a timeout. They want to get the football back, a loss of three. And as we told you at the top of the broadcast when we gave you our family physical therapy injury report, Will Jorgensen wasn't even given a clearance to play until this afternoon as they took off for a thumb injury, and they have used him big time, especially here on the defensive side of the football. Timeout by Carney High, 155 to go in the first half, third and eight for the Spartans at their own 13-yard line. Carney leads 3-0. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, And if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. Doug Duda, my official spotter, Cody Horn, along with our man back at the studio, Ryan Dahlgren. Been a pretty fast first half. What do you think, Code? It's going to be over in about 40 minutes. I think that the Spartans really need some help here. Well, Losing three to nothing already. Well, let's see what happens. On the third down and eight. Wait for the slant. It is complete, and it is a first down into the hands of Sam Vernon. Out to the 25-yard line. They gave their quarterback, Beckner, some time to throw, and they will move the chains here on a gain of 13 yards. Beckner now two of three through the air. 145, and I think really that's all East wanted to do. Move the chains, get to halftime here. They still have that spread look, but two backs as they give it to Hernicek and take it back. Beckner's just going to run quarterback, draw up the middle. He'll get to the 29-yard line, a gain of three, and that keeps the clock running. And Carney more than content as well to let that clock run. The Bearcats, who won the toss and deferred, will get the football to start the third quarter. But 3 nothing, things really slowed down for Carney High after the first drive of the football game. We'll snap the ball with under a minute to go here on second down and seven. Turn, just hand it off. And Hernicek goes straight ahead, crashing into a bunch of Bearcat bodies at the 31-yard line. And Carney High may have used the timeout here. Atchison as well as Harrington off the bottom of the pile there for the Bearcats. We're going to call it a gain of two for Hernicek. And Carney High did indeed call their second timeout. They're hoping to get a stop here on third down and five and get the ball back for the last 30 seconds or so of the first half. Again, coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats. We will also be bringing you our interview with former Carney High Bearcat Luke McNitt, Nebraska's starting quarterback, as he gets ready for his senior season that starts Saturday, 7 o'clock for the kickoff, pregame at 2 on the breeze, 94.5. Big Ten Network has the television. Of course, tonight, Minnesota is in action. Ohio State and Indiana in action 
So we'll hopefully uh, update that for you here at the half as well. Ready to go here. Third down and five for East at their own 31. Looking for the crossing pattern, going to the sideline, and it's way over the head of uh, Jared Searcy, and that will stop the clock. So now Carney doesn't have to use their timeout, and the clock stops with 49 seconds. But I like the call. You're trying to get the first down, and then it's whatever. You don't have to worry about Carney getting the ball back. Studi will be back on punt return. And Chase Ewer with punts of 34 and 30 yards. Let's see if Carney can get something here on a return. But it looks like they are going to try and bring pressure again. High, short kick. Studi takes it at the 36. Makes the first man miss 40. Up the field, 45. And he is going to be hit and brought down at the 48-yard line. A 12-yard return after a 33-yard punt from Chase Ewer. So Carney's got a chance here. Even if they can get down there and at least get a field goal attempt, the wind is not a factor right now. Carney would have been going into the wind had this been the first quarter where the wind was blowing maybe five to eight miles an hour. Now it's blowing about three and hardly even rippling the flag on the flagpole in the north end zone here. So Carney High has one timeout, first and ten at their own 48-yard line, and 36 seconds to go before halftime. Coster out of the shotgun, takes the snap, Three-step drop, sideline route, well covered, so he just throws it away. Again, looking for Obermiller, covered by Jared Searcy. And in his last seven pass attempts, well, since, I mean, we can go farther back than that, he completed his first two. In his last ten attempts, he is four of ten for a total of 17 yards. So, again, eerily similar to last week for efficiency and yardage. But no mistakes, and that's the key right now. Second down and 10. Coster rolls right. Has time. Floats it out here underneath Stalberto. He had it and dropped it. He had it right in his hands and then was going to turn up field or at least try to get out of bounds. And his knee hit the ball right out of his hands. It would have been a first down and a gain of about 13. Instead, it is third down and 10. So there you go. Just because you look at the quarterback stats and see whatever they are passing the football, If it's not what you want for completions, it's not always on the QB, and that one certainly wasn't. That was right on the hands of Stahlberg. So Carney has so far in the first six quarters of the season not been as successful through the air as I'm sure Coach Cool thought that they were going to be. Third and ten at their own 48, 27 seconds to go. Bearcats looking for a first down. Coster, he's just going to run, rolls to his right, looking for a block, gets 145, stiff arm, first down, stays inbound, 40, all the way down to the 35-yard line, 17 yards on the run for Cannon Coster, and that'll be another Bearcat first down, and now they're in business. 17 seconds to go. I don't think they're going to call him out of bounds, though, so Carney's going to spike the ball if they can, and there they roll it. No, they're going to run a play. they got time for maybe two plays in the field goal. Coster in trouble, rolls right, now just throws it at the feet of the intended wide receiver, Peyton Stoppel. Carney would have been better to just spike that football <laughs> because they, they wasted eight seconds and they just weren't ready to go on that play. And had they completed it, it would have been about a seven-yarder. They're just trying to get in field goal range now. One play that they try to get in field goal range here. Right now they're at the 35, so it's a 52-yarder. If they can get 10 yards, I'm sure that they will feel comfortable bringing Gabe Hines out there. And they can use the whole field because they have the timeout. Trips to the left, over Miller to the right with nine seconds. Coster looking down the middle of the field. He might go for it all, and this one is going to be picked off. 
well overthrown that time for the intended target in Thad Huber, and it is intercepted by Ingemills down at the three-yard line. And again, no big deal that it's intercepted. Had it fallen incomplete, then Carney might have taken a Hail Mary. But we've got a flag down in the backfield, and it doesn't matter. It's holding on Carney, and that will be waved off. So interception, first one. And the first turnover for Carney. They'll mark the ball at the two of Lincoln East. And I'm sure we're just going to see a knee, and we're going to go to halftime with a 3 nothing score. And if I didn't mention the score here the last couple minutes, I apologize. Just hasn't had a whole lot of excitement inside the 20s here lately. So first down and 10 East at their own two. Sure, they just want to make sure that they get the snap. But they're going to have the quarterback in the pistol standing in his own end zone with three running backs. He'll turn and hand it off. And a little room around the left end here for Alex Hernacek. And Hernacek's going to be able to pick up some yardage here to the 11-yard line. And that's going to be a gain of nine, and that is his best run of the first half. So some cheap offensive yards there for Lincoln East, but not exactly what we thought it would be when both teams got off to a little bit better start. Although, remember, out of the 20 points that Carney had last week, seven of those came on a defensive score. Lincoln East scored 21 points in the first half last week against Norfolk and was shut out in the second half, so now they've gone four consecutive quarters without scoring a point. It is Carney High 3, Lincoln East nothing, the number 9 and 10 teams in the Class A rankings. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, score updates, stats for you from the first half, and we will talk with former Carney Bearcat and current Nebraska starting fullback, Luke McNitt. Stay with us. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. And welcome back to uh, Seacrest Field here in Lincoln. It is Thursday night football to get the second week of the high school season underway. And this is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. At the half, we don't have a touchdown. It's Carney High 3 and Lincoln East nothing. Gabe Hines of the Bearcats. Splitting the uprights from a 20-yard field goal with six minutes to go in the first quarter, which capped their opening 59-yard drive. And that's been it. Uh, Carney High hasn't threatened since then. And Lincoln East has made it to the Bearcat 30 and to the Bearcat 20. And then they ended up with a field goal short and a fumble. So they missed a 45-yard field goal short and then fumbled from Hernacek. That gave uh, the Bearcats some new life, but they weren't able to do anything with it. So 3 nothing, And now we go back to Foster Field. 
How long has it been since UNK has led a football game by more than seven points? Well, they do right now as Blake Holtmeyer hauls in a two-yard touchdown pass from Steve Worthing, and they also had a 39-yard interception return in the first quarter, and this has just happened with 5.50 to go in the first half. It is UNK 14 and Missouri Western nothing. And let's hope the Lopers can keep this going. What a shot in the arm that would be for UNK, who's picked to finish dead last in the conference after winning just one uh, football game in the last two seasons. So outstanding to see that for uh, UNK. Indiana has taken a 7-3 lead over Ohio State as they are late in the first quarter in uh, Thursday night college football, which is all over the ESPN television networks. Oklahoma State leads Tulsa 31-14 to with three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter uh, as well. So a lot going on uh, with college football tonight and also uh, Minnesota uh, opening their season tonight. Another Big Ten team that is trying to get on the board and let us give you an update on how P.J. Fleck is doing in his first game. They have made it to the half. Minnesota 14 and Buffalo Seven. Coming up, we're going to hear from Nebraska fullback Luke McNitt as he gets ready to start the first game of his senior season on Saturday as the Huskers take on Arkansas State. Also want to remind you that there's plenty of volleyball going on tonight in the listening area. Really, most teams in the state beginning their volleyball season. So if you're there in the Kearney High or Kearney Catholic gym tonight, thanks for tuning in to Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda with you here from Seacrest Field. Of course, Kearney High hosting Holdridge tonight. Kearney Catholic taking on Arcadia at Loop City. Hastings is home against McCook. Adam Central has Gibbon and Ravenna in for a try. Grand Island Central Catholic has St. Cecilia and Lincoln Christian uh, for that try, and that's usually where we're at on this night, but uh, not tonight with the Kearney High football game. Tomorrow for football here on Classic Hits, all of our games kicking off at 7 o'clock. It is Minden at Gibbon on 1230 KHAS. It is Wilbur Claytonia at Hastings St. Cecilia. On ESPN 1460, it is Grand Island Central Catholic at Kearney Catholic. And on ESPN 1550, it is Milford Dorchester and Adams Central. Again, you can find out more. You can always check out the schedule and listen to the games live or the podcasts afterwards at PlatteRiverPreps.com. It's all free, thanks in part to our friends at Barney Insurance. Carney 3 and Lincoln East nothing. Back with more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. Short. I mean, he, he's not, his brother's taller, so uh, he's, he's worked his way in here, and we'll strap him on. And what a way to end the show today, talking with the guy that's on scholarship, the guy that's been voted a captain, the coolest McNitt in the family outside of Jordy, his mom. Well, I'm not even going to throw your dad in, but, hey, congratulations, Nitty. Uh, everybody's – it was the talk. It was the talk, man. Uh, I, I know uh, you know how – proud everybody is of you back home but congratulations i appreciate it appreciate it thanks for having me on how'd you know uh how, how did they tell me first how you found out about the scholarship and then how you found out about uh being a captain well the scholarship something i uh kind of expected to keep over the, you know i had it last yep. semester over the fall i mean over the summer and then uh you know dvd uh called me into his office and uh you know he just well at first they tried to trick me and try to say anything happened this weekend and i was uh, you know, searching my brain, trying to th- figure out what happened this weekend. They tried to scare me, but uh, <laughs> then I went in and, you know, signed those papers, and then that was it. And as far as the captains go, we uh, we voted a couple days ago. Um, you know, it was a humbling experience just to see my name on the ballot. And, uh, you know, I was very, uh, you know, honored um, the next day when they announced it uh, to announce those five guys. Uh, it was a very um, cool experience for me, and I'm uh, really, really happy right now. 
we don't know what that's like. How, how do, what's the process of you guys voting? Is there just a certain number on the ballot? How many do you vote for? What do you guys do? Oh, yeah, the coaches came up with the ballots. They put about, uh, I don't know, eight guys from offense, eight guys from defense on each side. Um, and they just, during our team meeting, we, were, we voted for uh, two on offense and two on defense. Yeah, you know, I, I was going back or we talking earlier about you. You knew you played at Kearney High, and then you went to University of Nebraska at Kearney and had a little success there and decided, you know, I'm going to transfer and try to try to play football at another level. And you, when you when you take a risk like that, it, sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. But this one right now, I said, I don't think it can get any better than it can be today. You know, you're on scholarship, which has got to please the parents. <laughs> yeah. You know, pleases you. And then the other thing, too, is, is you were elected a captain. And when you're elected a captain, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that go into that. But some of it is just because, you know, hey, you, you, what your work ethic is like and how you get along with other players. Talk a little bit about, you know, what happened the last three or four years and just about transferring from Nebraska Kearney and then playing here and playing a little bit last year. Yeah, it's been a wild ride when you look back at it. Um, you know, the way my career started out, you know, I, I might have thought I would have done it differently. But now looking back, I mean, there, there's no doubt. I, I mean, I wouldn't have done it differently the way, I mean, the experience I got at UNK, the, um, you know, the experience of transferring and changing schools, changing, you know, changing scenery, going from living in Kearney my whole life to coming here. Um, that was a big uh, changing experience for me. And then, you know, I, as far as the last three or four years here, I, you know, I just, you know, try to do the same thing every day. I just put my head, head down, go to work, um, you know, try to be as friendly as I can with everyone, you know. I mean, I, I think it just comes natural. I mean, I get along with pretty much everyone on the team, and I think that maybe has something to do with it. But as far as the work ethic goes, you know, I just, I've been the same since I was in high school, you know. Those coach, I mean, my parents and my coaches back in Carney, you know, they instilled that in me at a young age. And I think, um, you know, I just show up to work every day, put my head down, go to work. Luke McNitz with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, starting fullback uh, for the Huskers when they put the fullback in there as a starting position. But last week when some of the guys from the media were talking to you uh, after practice, you said, I'll do whatever the coaches ask me to do. So pin that down a little bit more. What right now are the coaches asking you to do as you get ready for the game on Saturday? Uh, as far as offense goes, you know, you have your we have our base runs in. I mean, we're still, I mean, cutting down our uh, – you know, get, getting our certain plays ready that we want to run for Arkansas State, you know, we'll get a better look at that today. We kind of have a small package right now, but I assume when we go in for meetings, the coaches will have it ready for us. You know, our first and 10 runs, you have your short yardage runs, your goal line runs. Um, you know, they're, right now they're just expecting me, you know, to come in, be a, um, uh, you know, lead blocking as far as that, and pass protection for Tanner when he's dropping back. And then, you know, uh, we have those certain routes or certain plays where I, you know, I'm, I'll get a few carries maybe and then uh, maybe catch a few passes. But, you know, whatever they expect me to do, you know, I'm just going to do it to the best of my ability. And then there's a whole other side of that, special teams. Um, being, being named uh, captain of the special teams is a huge deal for me. You know, the special teams is just the biggest part of the game as offense and defense. You know, I'll be on all, all big four, you know, the, all four of the special teams and PAT. And, you know, there's not very many plays, special teams, that I won't be out there. So... You know, that's another big part of the game that um, coaches asked me to do. Are we still going to do that swinging gate thing uh, for for PATs this year, or are we getting uh, rid of that? Uh, we might have a few, you know, a few wrinkles in there, but uh, I don't know what our base base set is right now. But we might have a few wrinkles in there. And see what see what uh, Coach Booker can come up, can come come up with. 
I, I don't I don't know if I've ever actually put you on the spot, but I'll ask you a little question here that I'm sure the guys are going to ask you inside there. Is that uh, being a captain, being a senior now, uh, everybody wants to know what the situation is with, with the guys that uh, are back there at IBAC. Can you give us a little bit of insight here of, of who who is looking good, how the splits are going in practice with those three guys, or four guys, I guess, when you throw I mean, Bradley in there? Yeah, I mean, we got so many um, talented guys back there. I mean, it's hard for the coaches to choose. Um, you know, you got Trey, you got Mikhail, you got Devine, and then, you know, you got the young guy, Jalen, coming in. But you also got walk-ons like uh, Wyatt. You also got Austin Rose, but he's, he's kind of playing a little fullback now. But I think each guy brings something different to the table, and I think coaches are able to utilize, you know, each guy differently. And I think you'll see all three of those guys quite extensively on a Saturday. See, we got him because that's the same question they're going to ask him in there. Jimmy, go ahead. Last question. Well, I, I guess I just want to throw this out real quick, and you might be able to help me. It, it, it's every once in a while there's a newcomer that will do something for Nebraska football that maybe we weren't expecting. And I think Andy Janovich two years ago was that guy. You know, he had a big run against Wisconsin. He just put the place going. When you look at this year's team, is there a guy that we're not expecting to do something that you've noticed in practice? Like, hey, this guy, he can play at this level, and, boy, they better be careful. He is that type of a player. Can yeah, you see a guy like that? I'd say there's a few guys like that. You know, you got a few. I mean, we've seen a lot of these players, but a few guys you haven't seen, maybe like J.D. Spielman, uh, Connor Young, a couple of receivers out there, you know, with, with Tanner throwing the ball, you might see these, those guys make some plays. You know, you got – Brian uh, Reimers flashed a few times last year, but I think he'll be more of a staple in the offense this year. So, you know, there's a few wideouts out there that I think will surprise some people this fall. All right, Luke, uh, they're ready to take you on to the next stop. We'll see you Saturday, buddy. All right, thanks, Stay guys. healthy. Good thanks, luck, man. Guys. Congratulations. Thank you. He is a scholarship player still. He is a senior captain for the Nebraska football team, Luke McNitt. Uh, and, of course, he just said Bearcats 20, Islanders 16 as he ran away here. So he just wanted to make sure everybody knew that as well. <laughs> A little Carney connection all day today here. Tri-Cities connection. It's been cool. Actually, Nebraska's Luke McNitt, as we talked to him earlier this week on the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Radio. We also had an opportunity today to talk to Arkansas State head football coach Blake Anderson. Great chat with the coach you can hear luke's interview again or blake anderson or any of the doug and daddy show on our podcast just like the uh football games uh you can just go listen to the podcast for free anytime you want doug and daddy show podcasts are also up at espn superstation.com halftime carney three lincoln east nothing of the ravenna sanitation halftime report we'll look at the numbers right after this family physical therapy and sports center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. 
All right, let's take a look now at the first half stats of our Thursday night game here at Seacrest Field. Doug Duda with you on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for Lincoln East. Their leading rusher is Alex Hernacek. Ten carries, 24 yards, and he got nine of that on the last carry of the half. You have a first quarter quarterback, Jaden Rowe, two carries, seven yards. Second quarter quarterback, Devin Beckner, was sacked once, so he's got two carries for negative two yards. Blake Ingemels, one carry, one yard. Braden Sellen, one carry, five yards. I have Lincoln East for 16 rushing attempts at only 35 yards. Jaden Rowe, in the first quarter as the quarterback, was three of five. No interceptions, no touchdowns, 22 yards in the second quarter. Quarterback Devin Beckner was two of four. No interceptions, no touchdowns, and 33 yards. So as a team, five of nine for 55 yards through the air, 35 on the ground, 90 yards of total offense in the first half for Lincoln East, resulting in five first downs, three punts for an average of 32 yards per punt, one penalty. It was on the first play of the game for five yards. For Carney High, Cannon Coster is the leading rusher. He has nine carries for 56 yards. Matt Studi, seven carries for 32 yards. Corey Kitt carried it one time for zero. So 17 rushing attempts, 88 yards on the ground for Carney. For Coster, he's put it up 14 times, completed six of those. His last pass of the half was intercepted, trying to make something happen with two seconds to go. And 32 yards is all on those six completions. So last week, 12 completions, 88 yards, even less of an average here in this first half, six completions for 32 yards. So 32 through the air, 88 on the ground, 120 yards of total offense, eight first downs for Kearney. They have three punts from Coster for an average of 40 yards, two penalties for 20 yards, and each team has uh, given the football up in this contest. A fumble for Alex Hernicek of Lincoln East. That was covered by Caleb Bean of Kearney on the first play of the second quarter, and then that interception on the next-to-last play, of the half. Three to nothing, Carney, a 20-yard Gabe Hines field goal, exactly six minutes to go in the first quarter, and that has been it. No other team, either team outside of that, has not been inside the 20-yard line. Carney will get the ball to start the second half, and you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Also, the Carney High tennis team, uh, was defeated today by defending runner-up Lincoln Southwest by a score of 7-5. to five. They are always so good up there at uh, Kearney High when it comes to tennis and Coach Salisbury and the gang. And also today, the Grand Island Central Catholic Golf Invitational was won by Kearney Catholic, followed by Broken Bow, SCOTUS, Central Catholic, and Northwest. And Addie Mitchell of Kearney Catholic was the medalist today by two shots over Haley O'Day of Adam Central and Kaylee Johnson of Broken Bow. So congratulations to the Stars and Addie Mitchell. It's 14-0. UNK is leading Missouri Western with just over a minute to go before half in Kearney. Again here, 3-0 Bearcats. The second half is next. In the fall, sports vary like autumn leagues. Football, volleyball, softball, cross country, boys tennis, girls golf, and TM Sporting Goods in downtown Kearney remains the go-to place for equipment and apparel. After all, the equipment combined with practice and effort equals championship play. Get the equipment, get the apparel, get the win. At TM Sporting Goods on the bricks in downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods is a division of protein design. Time now to take a look at the field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. 
Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, Science with Service delivering success. You couldn't ask for a better night for football. The wind is barely blowing. Temperature is beautiful again today. Right now as we start the uh, second half, it's 80 degrees. Might be a touch humid here today for the players. Wind's about 5 mile an hour, if that out of the south, and of course we're playing on the turf here at Seacrest, so no problems there as uh, they just revamped it a year ago, and that is our field conditions brought to you by your local Pioneer Seed dealer, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your Impact Ag Partners. Well, Lincoln East is ready to boot the football away. And Carney High will be back to return it for the first time in this football game as Lincoln East has, we told you, been shut out and it'll be Michael Gare to uh, fire this one into the air. Carney High hoping that they can get a return. Low line drive kick bounces at the 20, taken by Stalbert on a short hop at the 9. Up the field, 10, got a hole, 20, trying to follow a blocker. Now he's hit backwards and ends up at the 24, and then as they shove him back, he'll be at the 20. See what kind of a spot they actually do give Stalbert here, who did make a nice feel of that short hop. Should be right around the 24-yard line. For the Bearcats to start the second half here, leading it by a score of a three to nothing. Yes, three to nothing. That is exactly right. Carney has not been able to get done what they wanted to get done here offensively. The first series looked great, but that's when they picked up half their yards, 59 to the 120. They'll officially mark the ball at the Carney High 23. First and 10, power eye formation. Coster fakes the pitch right, hands it off to his eyeback. Studi gets into the secondary, 30-35, and a big touchdown, possibly saving tackle by Ingemels. They saw something in the first half and came right out with it here to start the second half and moved the ball from the 23 to the 38. Studi with his best run of the night, a 15-yard carry for Matt Studi and the Bearcats, hoping to repeat the success from the first series in the first half. With a good start here in the second half, and now Coster will go back to that shotgun or pistol formation, whichever one you like to call it. Quick little slant pattern, and Obermiller can't handle it. It was there, and it just bounced off his hand. I mean, it might have been a just a tick behind, but if you throw it too far ahead, you don't have a chance at that one either. So incomplete. And it'll be second down and 10. Carney trying to work on that passing game, but just 6 of 15. And as we said a couple of times in the first half, there's been some drops. Had some last week. Now Coster has missed a couple of open guys, but we've had too many drops by the Bearcats here so far in the first half. Obermiller, the leading receiver. Fake the handoff. Rolling, rolling, floating it out here and underthrown, trying to get it to Stalberg. Good coverage by the East secondary on anything downfield. That one was Sam Vernon on the coverage. And it'll be third down and 10, and Coster's probably going to have to go back to the air again at their own 38-yard line. Opening series of the third quarter, 3-0 Kearney High. Kearney will be back home the next two weeks to take on North Platte and Lincoln Northeast before hitting the road for two weeks to Fremont and another Thursday night game as we make the trip to Millard North, who got rolled up by Omaha North last week. High formation, third and 10. Fake the handoff, rolling left, under some pressure, trying to avoid it, does, fires it, but over Atchison's head as he is drugged to the ground. The defensive back actually thought 
that he had made the catch, and Searcy brings him down. But after a first down run on the first play of the second half from Studi for 15 yards, the Bearcats go to the air three straight times and had a drop and two that weren't in the area code. So now Coster will have to line up and put it away. Lincoln East sends Ingen Mills along with Hernacek back to receive it. They'll stand at about their 24-yard line. Ball spotted at the 38 here as Coster with the max protect. Good snap. Takes his time. Pops that one high. That's a beauty. And it's going to be taken by Hernacek at the 28. Slips one tackle, but then is brought down at the 31-yard line by the Bearcats' Bo Sostad. So a nice kick again that time for Carney High from the 38 down to the 28. So a 40-yard punt that time for Coster and about a four-yard return. And Lincoln East will have an offensive snap for the first time in the second half. Carney only burned up 90 seconds when you have three incompletions. It is going to stop that clock for you. 3-0 Carney. 10-29 to go here in the third quarter. And it will be Devin Beckner to start the third quarter at quarterback. He was the QB in the second. And on a little jet sweep, they'll hand it off to Hernacek up the sideline, and he'll get to the 34. Nice gain on first down for the Spartans from the 32 to the 39. That's a gain of seven. And you have to figure Coach Gingery and crew are trying to find a way to get Hernacek unleashed here after he had such a good ball game last week and a huge first half in their win against Norfolk. But Norfolk was able to slow him down a little bit in the second half. Devin Beckner in the pistol with the running back flanking his left. Quarterback keeper, and he shouldn't have done that one. He is swallowed up behind the line of scrimmage by Grant Kowalski. Bearcats had two guys look like they came through virtually unblocked. And a loss on the play of four back to the 35-yard line. That is the second time that they have gotten to Devin Beckner. And Beckner was going to run it, it looked like, anyway. But he didn't get a chance to. As soon as he faked the handoff, he was being bear-hugged to the ground. So it'll be third down and seven at their own 35. Beckner looks over the forefront defense, takes the snap. Pressure from the outside, throws the opposite way. It is caught right at the line of scrimmage. Ingenmills, nice spin move, still working, and he might have a first down. Boy, oh boy, it took three Bearcats to finish him off. Maybe four. Studi was over there. Davis Skiles, Hunter Novacek, and they're going to have to bring the chains in, it looks like, here. Because the ball is on the Lincoln East side, and the chains are all the way over on the Carney side. So the chain gang is bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. Big stretch here. It's either fourth and inches and probably a punt, considering where they're at. Where you move the sticks, and East feels good about a great play by Ingham Mills. I think they're short. Yes, Matt Studi looks to his sideline and says they're about a full yard short. Yeah, they're about a full yard short. So it'll be fourth down and one. Gain of six on the pass play that time. Beckner three of five for 39 yards. And as a coach, you want to go for it. But, boy, at your own 41, do you dare? Looks like the answer is no. Back in punt formation is Chase Ewer. Now, Ingen Mills is the up back or the blocking back. 
if you were looking for possibly a direct snap. And also in the formation, you have Ed Lankus and Mothersbaugh. Now they're going to switch out of that. Still looks like they will go ahead and punt this ball away, though. Fourth and one. And the snap to Ewer. Kick all the way. High but short. Fair catch. Studi calls for it and makes it at the Bearcat 31-yard line. A 28-yard punt. Carney has gotten the better of the overall punting average, but Bearcats haven't been able to return any of those short punts, and Lincoln East has had a couple of nice returns by Ingen Mills. 8.43 to go in the third quarter of play. It is still Carney High 3 and Lincoln East nothing, and Carney High will have the football first and 10 at their own 31-yard line. They have reached halftime at Foster Field, and wow, great job, UNK. It's the Lopers 14 to nothing. Blake Holtmeyer, two-yard touchdown reception, and a pick six for Carney. Now the Bearcats. Studi out of the eye, gets into the secondary, 40-45, and he's drugged down from behind just short of midfield. Ingen Mills is there again. Carney has got the blocking scheme down. That's two big runs from Matt Studi here in the first two drives of the third quarter of play. Take it all the way out to the 47. That is 16 more yards. Studi has as much in the first two carries of the third quarter as he did the entire half. 32 yards in the first half, 31 on those two carries. Back to the eye. They will send the wide receiver in motion from left to right. Caleb Bean handed off again. That time the wall's there for East. And Studi trying to spin out there, but nowhere to go. He's going to lose a yard, it looks like. So East able to plug the hole that time. Give some credit up front to Joel Brown, the 252-pound junior Defensive lineman. Second down at about ten and a half for Carney High. For Lincoln East, after that win against Norfolk last week, they'll uh, stay in town to take on Lincoln Southeast next week. Then Grand Island's a home game. Northeast is a home game. They don't leave the town until the 29th to Omaha North. Here's a draw play again out of the ISO. They're going to hand it off to Studi, and he'll get into uh, East Territory. Good hole off the left side. Big block by Seth Widowild, it looked like, out there. They'll get him to the 44-yard line, and that'll bring up third down and two. Again, a nine on the play for Matt Studi. 7-15 and counting in the third quarter. 3-0 Bearcats here on KKPR-FM. Carney, Gibbon, and Minden in the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Cannon Costa, the hard count. East moved but did not jump the line. Checking with Coach Cool for the play. Five seconds on the clock. They'll hand it off. Studi, hard running right side. Penalty flag comes down. I don't think he got it. Now it'll be decision time for East. Studi got about a yard, maybe a yard and a half. He needed a full two. But I think Carney rushing to get the playoff jumped. Let's find out. Have not been many penalties in this football game at all. And our referee says illegal procedure on the Bearcats. Now let's see what East wants to do. Well, they need to spot the football in the proper spot. They, they put it at the line of scrimmage instead of where the actual play ended. And now East is talking about declining it. They need to get the football in the right place. Oh, they're going to decline it. The, the referee messed up. Studi made a yard and a half on the play, and they marked the football at the original line of scrimmage. 
which allows East to decline it. It'll be fourth and two instead of fourth and a half a yard. Carney High might line up to go for it. Let's find out. And they might just try to draw him off sides and then punt it. Now they're just going to line up and punt it. So Coster, for the fifth time to go back and punt the football. Well, I want to talk with the boys about this one after it's done when they go back and look at it at film. Here's a directional punt, and that's about as good a punt as we've seen. Bounces at the eight. Get out of bounds, baby. Oh, boy, he's going to stay in bounds. Carney, did they touch the end line? Inside the two, inside the one, and it dies right there. Well, there you go. Doesn't matter where you placed it now. A 43-yard punt down inside the one by Cannon Coster. That's probably his best play of the day. He's had a couple of nice runs, and Coster comes through in special teams. East will have the ball almost touching their own goal line. 3-0 Carney. And the Bearcats may have to rely on their defense to get to 2-0. It helped them and got the job done last week. Let's see what East wants to do. They are going to stay in that pistol formation with Devin Beckner, the quarterback. They'll give it to Hernacek, just trying to get out of the end zone, and he does, maybe out to the two. Gain of a couple. Hernacek again, just 33 yards rushing on 12 carries. But East got to find a way to move the chains. If they can't move the change, limited in the number of plays that they can call. And, of course, the key now is get out of the shadow of their own end zone. Ball marked between the, well, right at the two, between the one and two maybe, depending if you look at the ball or the sideline marker, but we're going to call it the two. Two wideouts to the left, single to the right, two backs in the backfield. Turn and hand it to Hernacek again. There's no blocking as he tries to go off right guard. He stood up and pushed backwards. He lost a yard. It'll be third down and nine at their own one. Good surge by the defensive front there. The Carney Bearcats among those in on the tackle is Davis Skiles. But I believe Harrington, along with Atchison, stood him up. Skiles was able to finish it off. Third down, nine. Just inside the two. And Beckner can throw it. Let's see what Coach Gingery wants to call here. Will he roll him out? In a 3-0 game. This time the quarterback, the deepest in the shotgun set. He'll take a three-step drop. Fake, throws it deep down the middle, wants it all, and overshoots his intended receiver, Jared Searcy, who just ran a fly pattern down the middle with Stalbert and Bean in there on the coverage. And once again, sometimes it's hard to see the football And I don't think he picked it up. He lost his dead sprint at about the 20, and the ball was only overthrown then by about a half a yard. That was close to a big play there for Lincoln East. But like we've seen all game long, it wasn't. And now putting out of his own end zone is Ewer for East, and Carney's almost got to it a couple times, and he shanked it. He shanked the punt. It goes out of bounds at the 13 or the 14-yard line. He knew the pressure was coming. He wanted to get it out of there quickly, and they're going to mark it at the 13. That is a 12-yard punt, and a feel for the young punter here from Lincoln East. He's not the guy up there blocking it, and he's done a good job since the first punt to take that one step and get it out of there. He's only averaging about 32 yards, 31 yards a punt, but that's a 12-yard punt, and now Carney is already in the red zone. First and 10 at the 13-yard line. And Kearney now needs to find a way to get this in the end zone. 
Get that two-score lead. Let their defense do the rest. Option out of the shotgun. Pitch it out to Studi. Gets the corner at the 10 to the 5. Lowers the shoulder. And he's got a first down at the 3. First and goal. Matt Studi. Something we hadn't seen much of since the first quarter. Is that shotgun option. And they'll mark the ball at the 3. Maybe just inside at the 2.5. Now, Carney did have it first and goal at the 4 when they had to end up kicking that field goal in the first quarter. 3-0 Bearcats. 4-20 and counting here in the third quarter. And 6 or 7 here would feel like 20. Because there hasn't just been anybody getting the ball in the end zone. Power eye formation with Jorgensen, the fullback. Studi, the eye back from the 3. Coster, low. Takes the snap, Snooty right side, and Matt's into the end zone. Stand it up, touchdown, Carney Bearcats. On a three-yard touchdown run, it only took two plays. They didn't mess around. They gave it to Matt Studi both times, and Studi has had a very nice second half. He has 52 yards rushing on six carries in this third quarter, and now a Bearcat touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney, with 4.04 to go in the third. They'll bring out Hines for the extra point. The holder is Braden Miller. The kick is away. It is hammered up towards the hill, and it is good. So with 4.04 to go in the third quarter, our first touchdown of the game after the 12-yard punt, Carney gets a 13-yard drive, two studi runs. It's Carney 10, Lincoln nothing here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Fall sports are here and your streaming home for all Platte River Radio games is PlatteRiverPreps.com Games on Classic Hits 98.9, The Breeze 94.5 1230 AM KHAS and ESPN 1460 1550 are all available online thanks to Barney Insurance along with a sports schedule for future broadcasts so you know we have your team covered. All of this at PlatteRiverPreps.com Welcome back to Seacrest Field. Doug Duda along with our producer engineer back at the studios. Bertrand native, Ryan Dahlgren. Tomorrow, plenty of football as well. Gibbon and Minden here on Classic Hits. Carney Catholic, Central Catholic on ESPN 1460. We will have Adams Central, Milford Dorchester on ESPN 1550. And defending state champion St. Cecilia will take on defending state champion from Wilbur Claytonia on 12:30 KJS Hines punches it away again. This time the kickoff stays in bounds. It's fielded at the 11, up the right numbers to the 20, 25. This is why they didn't want to kick it to him. 30, 40, and pushed out of bounds at the 48-yard line is Ingemels. He has had himself a really nice night in punt, and now finally getting a chance on kick return. And so Lincoln East, who didn't have much going for him, at least now can have a little pep in their step after falling behind 10 to nothing. Their offense hasn't been doing much, but instead of having to go 80 yards, they've got to go 49. This has moved out, or 51. This has moved out to the 49-yard line. And now they're a man short. So checking out there is going to be Christopher Carmazan, wide receiver slash tight end. They will split to the right. 
Sam Vernon. And they're keeping Devin Beckner in as the quarterback. He'll take the snap, simply turn and hand it off to Hernacek. Hernacek nowhere to go. Carney's winning the battle up front as this game moves along, and we weren't exactly sure if that would be the case. They were the underdog in that part of the game last week. And again, whether you're the underdog or the favorite, you still got to go out and execute that. No gain for Hernacek. And Carney is, again, as we've mentioned numerous times, has done an outstanding job of keeping him bottled up. 32 yards, 14 carries, and one fumble. On second down and 10, fake the jet sweep, rolling out to his left. And Beckner's going to have to run. He's got some room, gets into Bearcat territory, lowers his shoulder, and you can hear the crowd below us as he took on Hunter Novacek. And he goes out of bounds, but it allowed him to pick up a few more yards just short of the first down. Nice run by Devin Beckner. And he's going to get nine of the 10. It'll be third down and one in the East. Student section has been really good tonight. They just haven't had a whole lot to cheer for, but that got him something going. Again, if East can answer right back here, there's still plenty of football. 3.15 to go in the third quarter. Carney 10, Lincoln East nothing. Get offset with Twins tight to the right side. They'll give it to Hernacek. He follows those blockers. He has the first down inside the 40 to the 39, a gain of four. And the first first down of the second half for the Spartans and unofficially just their sixth of the game. Taking a look at some college football scores tonight. Uh, just getting ready to start the third quarter again. UNK is up 14 to nothing over Missouri Western. In other games, Scott Frost and Central Florida pound Florida International 61 to 17. Cincinnati's in a tussle with Austin P. Early fourth quarter, they're only up 20-13. to 13. And Minnesota only a 14-7 lead over Buffalo. Three minutes to go in the third. Deep pass downfield. It's picked off. Did he keep his foot in? Boy, it looked close. But they're going to say no interception that time for Carney High's Davis Skiles. Boy, that was close. I mean, when he threw it, it looked like there was no way he could stay in bounds. But that foot was really, really close, trying to get it to their intended receiver. And Elliot Alexander, there was a little contact early on, and I think Lincoln East was more worried about a possible flag. Second down and 10. Quickly, Beckner will take the snap again, roll to his right. Nowhere to go. Now he's in trouble, and he is going to be sacked. That's a coverage sack that time, and he ran right back into the middle of the line. Wasn't anything Beckner could do there without taking a chance of a turnover. And another sack for Carney High, and why not Lee Harrington? Why not also say Will Jorgensen and Grant Kowalski? Going to be a loss of two on the play for Beckner. That's the third time they have gotten to him in the contest. And the clock continues to run, and East again had 90 yards of total offense in the first half. Just haven't got hardly anything here in the quarter. Looks like 18 yards total. And now we're going to get a timeout before the penalty flags come down by Lincoln East. It'll be the first timeout of the second half. 1.58 to go here in the third quarter. Doug Duda with you from Seacrest Field in Lincoln with the score. Bearcats 10 and Lincoln East nothing. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. 
the undisputed Midwest steel bleeder. Summer is here. You know that. It's hot out. Now what are you going to do about it? There's no better way to cool off than on your very own boat from Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Kearney. No matter what you want to do, fish, ski, cruise, surf, wakeboard, Buzz's can match you up with the perfect boat. And with factory rebates along with easy financing, the perfect price. Already have a boat? Buzz's Pro Shop is bursting at the seams with fun new toys. Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, 5th and Central Kearney. Or check them out online at Third down and 12 for Lincoln East. Out of the timeout, they are going to do an option reverse here as Hernicek pitches it, and there's some blockers out front, 40, 35, 30, and shoved out of bounds near the 26-yard line is Connor Rickenberg. Nifty call that time from the 42 down to the 26, a gain of 16. One of the biggest plays so far of this football game. On the reverse to Connor Rickenberg. And again, enough to get that crowd fired up. That may be, as I check back here, the biggest offensive play on the ground, and it is. Now they want to take it to the end zone. A hitch and go, but they're going to overthrow this one, and it is intercepted by Stalbert, and he's going to run it out of the end zone. He's got blockers to the 20, to the 25, and now East gets to him, brings him down at the 28-yard line. Isaiah Stalbert boxing out the intended wide receiver, trying to get it into the hands of Searcy, and it is picked off. That is the second turnover of the football game. And the first interception by either of the quarterbacks as they were trying to make something happen after their biggest play on the ground. And they made something happen. Isaiah Stalbert comes away with the interception. They'll return it out to the Carney High 29-yard line. And Carney now up 10-0 with the ball when East was trying to get on the board and make it a game again. Coster under center. He's only gone under center about 20% of the time tonight. Man in motion. They'll just turn and hand it to Studi straight up the middle. Carney following their big center in Daniel Lundy. Drugged down at the 33-yard line. Maybe even a little more to the 34. A gain of five for Studi. Again, Carney scoring a touchdown on their last possession after a shanked punt from the back of the end zone by the Lincoln East Spartans. It went to the 13. It was a 12-yard punt, and Studi needed two carries to get into the end zone. Second down and five at their 34. Again, man in motion, and they'll pitch it to the motion side, and this time Lincoln East guessed right, and Studi is met by about three, now four, blue and white shirts and nowhere to go for Matthew. So what he gained on the first down run, he's going to lose about half of that here. On the second down run, eh, they're pretty nice to him. It's only about a yard and a half loss between the 32 and the 33. And it'll bring up third down. We'll call it a long six here. With 30 seconds remaining in the third quarter, and Carney leading 10 to nothing here at Lincoln East. Looking to go 2-0, and and North Platte coming in next week. Probably be favored in at least their next two. Coster under center. Rolls to his right, pressure from the backside, throws it off the back foot. He's got Stalbert down the middle. It's under throw, but he makes a great catch at the 37-yard line. He came back to haul that football in. Great job by Isaiah Stalbert. 29 yards, the longest offensive play through the air tonight for Carney High. 
They love to go to Stallbird when they are going to throw a little deeper ball, but they hadn't been able to hook up. In fact, Stallbird has had to come back, but Coster was under pressure, gave it most of what he had, throwing off his back foot to avoid the sack, and Carney will remain in business here as the third quarter comes to an end. The score, Carney high 10, Lincoln East nothing. It'll be the Bearcats first and 10 at the East 38-yard line when the fourth quarter begins after this on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HD TVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Doug Duda back with you here, reminding you that at the end of the ball game, it's the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedics Surgery postgame show. And after Friday night football, you can always catch Merritt Lawson to the gang with the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show, brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. And the first play of this fourth quarter is going to be a little confusing, and quarterback Coster runs into Studi. Studi gets the ball, but the play busted up from there, and they're going to lose a yard on the play, and Looks like maybe one of the East players a little cramped up there now getting up to walk off under his own power is Jared Watermeyer. And now he goes back down to the turf. Looks like maybe he has a cramp. See those the first couple of nights of the year. Studi ended up losing a yard on that. But Studi had 56 yards rushing in the third quarter alone. So 15 carries, 88 yards, and the game's lone touchdown. And that 29-yard pass completion was the only completed pass for Carney in quarter number three. For Lincoln East, they did some nice things. They just didn't get enough of it done. Right after the 16-yard reverse on third and 12, they threw an interception in the end zone. Isaiah Stalbert had two nice plays in the last minute of the quarter. He had that interception and then returned out to the 28, and then he hauled in that 29-yard pass that was a tad bit underthrown. He went back and got it, and that's why we are where we are at right now, second down and 11. At the Lincoln East 39-yard line, Gabe Hines, a 20-yard field goal in the first quarter, and a three-yard run by Matt Studi after a 12-yard punt gave Carney the ball at the East 13-yard line. And that is the scoring so far in this football game. Here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth, they get things settled up, now handed off to Studi, bounces to the outside, penalty flag comes back in the middle of the field, and Boy, they get up and look and go, what are you talking about, says Trevor Payne and Dan Lundy. But there is going to be a hold, and there was just two Carney Bearcats and one Lincoln East player in the backfield, and it wasn't the quarterback and it wasn't the running back. And I'm sure East is going to want to take this because Carney wouldn't need a whole lot more to attempt the field goal here, even if they don't get the first down. So wipe out the little four-yard run by Studi and back Carney up to the 49-yard line of a Lincoln East. 
Again, penalties have not been the problem in the contest. We have had a couple penalties that have been waved off. But that's just the third penalty for Carney. And only one penalty, and that was on the first play of the game against East. They had a legal, partic- or legal motion on the first play of the game and have been clean since then. Still 10-0 Bearcats just underway here in the fourth quarter. They'll have the ball at midfield, second and 21. Out of the shotgun, Coster. He's flushed out of there. He'll run. He'll have to do it on his own and gets a couple. Back into East Territory at the 48-yard line. That's the first run of the second half for Cannon Coster. And maybe we have another flag. Let's find out. Whistles blow. Clock stopped. Looks like they were just trying to untangle some players. So now they get the ball spotted. Third down and need to make it to the 28, let's say. Just, in, just across the 29. So third and about 20, we'll call it here for the Bearcats. And this year's offense really not designed to cover that kind of ground. So they'll line up in the basic power eye, turn and give it to Studi, see what he can get. He gets a couple to the 47-yard line, and now the Bearcats will punt the football away. And again, it's a two-possession game. A whole lot different if it's still 3 to nothing, but a two-possession game, and the Bearcats uh, can play field position. And now we have got Chase Adams, it appears, down on the field where the tackle was made. And I don't know if he got stepped on or if he's got cramps as well. But they're going to have to come out and uh, take a look at him. And it looks like one of his own teammates are going to try and get the cramps worked out. Finally, here comes the trainer out there. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. 10-0, Carney High has the lead. Let's go ahead and take a look at some interesting scores in collegiate football tonight. They are in the fourth quarter, and Minnesota continues to lead Buffalo 14-7. All the scoring came in the first quarter, and Indiana now leads Ohio State, who's finally punched in their first touchdown, but it's the Hoosiers 14, the Buckeyes 13, 3.50 to go in the second quarter of play. Arkansas leads Florida A&M at the half by a score of 21 to nothing. Utah leads North Dakota, mid-third, 24-9. Other games of interest, Central Michigan leading Rhode Island, 21-7, as they have just got the fourth quarter underway. Oklahoma State leading Tulsa, 38-17, as they play 12 minutes remaining in the third quarter. Oklahoma State scored 21 points in the first quarter of the season. A lot of people are very high on them, believe they can win the uh, Big 12 Conference. And Scott Frost in Central Florida rolled Florida International tonight by a score of 61-17. to 17. UNK continues to lead Missouri Western in the home opener, the season opener, going on right now at Foster Field. The Lopers 14, Missouri Western nothing. 11.45 still remains in the third quarter of play. So the injured-slash-cramped player has now been helped off the field, and Carney High will get ready to punt the football away. Fourth and 19 at the East 47-yard line with Coster ready to boot it away for the sixth time. And they want to keep it out of the hands of Blake Ingemels, who's been doing good tonight. Coster tries to pooch a shorter one here, and it's going to bounce, take a little bit of a Bearcat bounce, and then straighten out at about the 11-yard line. Nice punt again by Coster. He put the giggity on that one and spins it at the 11 for a punt of 36 yards, and more importantly, 
no return. And Lincoln East just hasn't had much success moving the football. And when they have to start deep in their own territory, Carney's got to feel real good about what's going on. On the other hand, it'll be interesting to know what Coach Cool says after the ball game about the offense. Uh, Lincoln East has a good defense. Let's don't forget that. Lincoln East has a good defense. But uh, 10-0. And they are going to stay with Devin Beckner. So Jaden Poe started, did the first quarter. It's been Beckner ever since. Here is a little sweep around the right side for their leading rusher in Hernacek. He's going to turn the corner to the 15. So a gain of three for Alex Hernacek. 39 yards is all. And by far the leading rusher. You had that end around to Connor Rickenberg for 16 yards. And outside of that, there is nobody in the game with more than five yards rushing. Again, want to say a big thank you to our spotter tonight, Cody Horn. Also want to say a big thank you to our producer-engineer back at the studio and Ryan Dahlgren, and, of course, to all the fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school athletics throughout the year. Tonight it's Carney Bearcat football. Tyler Atchison a little late getting up off the turf, but he will jog off under his own power. He's had a good game tonight. They don't ask a whole lot of him receiving the football. They ask a lot out of him. Using his big frame out there, the 6'3", 224-pound senior, both offensively and defensively. Five wideouts, two of them close to the backfield. It's a quarterback draw by Beckner. He's up the middle, the 20, the 25. First down out to the 28. They tried to spread Carney thin and run a play they hadn't run yet. And up the middle of the football field, a 13-yard gain at a Lincoln East first down. And Beckner, who'd been sacked three times in the contest, now may end up with some positive rushing yards. He now has 11 yards, six times that he has been tackled. Three of those have been behind the line of scrimmage. They'll try the same formation, first and 10. Now they want to throw. It's going to be a little sideline pattern that is completed into the hands of Jared Searcy. He gets a little room up the sideline to the 38, and it appears a back-to-back first down for Lincoln East. They haven't had many series where they've even had two first down in the series, and that's a 10-yard pass. For Beckner, his second completed pass of the second half. Again, it's Carney 10, Lincoln East nothing, nine minutes to go, so there's not a lot of time left in this game. Out of the shotgun, Beckner again, looking, looking, throws this one a little deeper. It's tipped, Stalbert, and incomplete. Boy, he tipped it back to the middle of the field, and Braden Miller was trying to get there. Stalbert's had himself a really good game in the defensive backfield here for the Bearcats, and Lincoln East cannot afford a turnover. They threw one in the end zone that Stallbird ran out to the 28-yard line late in the third quarter. And that was close to another one. Two turnovers for Lincoln East, one for Carney, and the one for Carney was with two seconds trying to get it into the end zone in the second quarter. Trips to the right on second and 10. Hard to check. They're going to hand it to him. He'll follow those blockers. Needing some room. Spins to the 45, gets to the 46. He's going to get a seven-yard gain, but Carney just boxing me in. Isaiah Stalbert wouldn't let him get outside, forced him back inside to where the rest of the Bearcat tacklers were. Corey Kidd among those that were in there. And it is going to be third down and two. A very big eight-yard gain, though. One of the biggest of the entire night for Alex Hernacek. East fans hoping that they can move a little bit quicker here on third down and two. Hernacek fumbled a football, picked up by the quarterback, Wagner. It's still loose, and Carney scoops it at the 35. Jorgensen says thank you very much. The third turnover 
for Lincoln East. And Carney not only shuts them down, they're going to have excellent field position at the 36-yard line of Lincoln East. Will Jurgensen, who wasn't even sure until this afternoon if he was going to be able to play with that injured right thumb, comes up with the big scoop. He couldn't quite get a momentum to get up the field and score because he had a couple of his own teammates that were also trying to pick that football up. 8-11 to go in the game. Bearcats 10, Spartans nothing. Bearcat ball at the 36 of Lincoln East. I formation. Coster, toss sweep right side. Studi decides to cut it up on the hash mark, gets low and scurries forward for about four yards to the 32-yard line. Studi trying to get to 100 yards rushing tonight. Last week, running the football, Studi had 67 yards on 12 carries, and Coster had 60 yards on 12 carries. But Studi is going to be close to 20 carries here on the night in just a moment. He's got 18 for 93 and a touch. Stalberg motions from left to right. On second down and six, Studi follows the block. Straight off right tackle inside the 30. They stand him up, keeps the legs churning to about the 28. He's going to be a yard and a half short of the first down. We'll give him five more. 19 for 98, and a man down. And I don't think this is cramps for the Bearcats. Let's hope it is. Somebody might have got rolled up in the bottom of that pile. I'm trying to pick up who it is as the Kearney training staff Comes out to take a look. And while we have this injury timeout, remind you that our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center with numerous locations in our listening area to serve you. Coach Brandon Cool actually coming out here to take a look. I, I hate guessing. I think it's Stalbert who was in motion and then went up as the lead blocker that time and I think just kind of got ran up. As we said, they stood Studi up, and I think the pile came back over on Stalbert. So we'll take a timeout with 7.16 to go in the game. Carney has it third and two at the East 28-yard line. Bearcats 10, Spartans nothing. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trade packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. And it was Isaiah Stallbird, but he is able to get up and off the field under his own power. So it is now third down and two for the Bearcats, up 10 to nothing at the 28 of East, out of the I formation, Coster under center, pitch play, Studi trying to follow a block, has a man in the backfield, but steps out of that ankle tackle and gets the first down at the 25-yard line. They took a shot there with Barrett Sellen, but he couldn't make the backfield tackle one-on-one. And a gain of four on the play for Studi, now has 102 yards on 12 carries. And uh, the 12th first down, I do believe, for the Kearney Bearcats, which isn't a ton, but it's 10 to nothing. So you wouldn't expect there to be a ton right now. Again tomorrow night, Gibbon Minden here on Classic Hits, Kearney Catholic, Grand Island Central Catholic on ESPN 1460. 
First and 10 at the 25, a little late defensive shift there by East, and Studi gets into the secondary, and they're going to have to drag him down close to another first down inside the 20 and at the 16, which is where the sticks are. It looks like he might be a football length short. They're going to eye it and say a nine-yard gain for Studi. And as this game continues, and of course Lincoln East, their dauber has to be a little bit down now after a couple of plays that look like we're going to get them in the game after they fell down 10-0. And that fumble, setting it up at the 36, the Bearcats have now moved it to the 16, and the clock running to 5.50 to go. And they're just going to keep giving it to Studi. If he hangs onto the ball, they're in good shape, and he is going to get inside the 15 for the 14, a short gain, but that is enough for another Bearcat first down. At the 14-yard line, a red zone visit for the Bearcats, their third of the ball game. Again, their only other touchdown came after a 12-yard punt out of the Lincoln East end zone, so it was first and 10 at the 13, and Studi went for 10, and then he went for 3, and Carney up 10-0. Gabe Hines had a 20-yard field goal midway through the first quarter. And the Bearcats doing what you're supposed to, let the clock run, and then run the ball. Studi follows up between center and right guard. Minimal gain. Now, Carney, are they going to be thinking we need to get in the end zone, or are they comfortable with just letting the clock run and run four plays here, whether they get in or not? Gain of two more. Second down and eight. Ball at the 12-and-a-half-yard line. Coster runs over and gets the plays. Not that far of a hike for him. They will send out wide to the right. Hunter Novacek, wide to the left. Brett Obermiller. Wouldn't be surprised to see a little hitch to Obermiller here. He's been the go-to guy for Coster on second and eight. But no, they'll hand it to Studi. Tries that gap off the right side. Finds his way inside the 10. Fumble to football. Ball is on the turf. But it looks like Carney fell right back on top of it. Edwin Manzano was there to help out Studi. And the ball lays at the eight. So a gain of five. And it is third down and three. Ball needs to get to the five, and all Lincoln East can do is hope they can make a stop here because the clock is running down to 4.15 to go in a game. Bearcats up 10-0, looking for the final nail here. Third down and three, long count. Coster takes the snap. Studi, everyone's to the right side, busts it outside. He's going to walk in untouched. The second touchdown of the night for Matt Studi to put this one away. Bearcats 16, Spartans nothing. They had to gamble, Lincoln East did. And instead of running it just off the center, this one they took outside. And Studi has his second touchdown of the ball game. An eight-yard run, our five-points bank touchdown. Now Gabe Hines will come in for the extra point. He's got a field goal and one of one on the extra points. And as he pounds that one through, he is now two of two. 4.06 to go in this battle of Class A top ten teams in a week two Thursday night contest. Carney 17. Lake it East, nothing on classic hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Trust an electrical contractor that's been in Kearney since 1947, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. With several certified electricians on staff, one of them can always make it to your call quickly. If you need some minor electrical assistance, don't be afraid to call. They'll be there to keep the lights on. Having a large resource of manpower, equipment, and experience means that no matter what you need, they can deliver. Call Anderson Brothers and Carney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. And Kearney High ready to kick it off. This is going to be a high pooch kick that's going to be fielded at the 25-yard line by the up man, then hit by his own man, goes down at the 28-yard line. They did not want to give Ingemals another opportunity to return, and he's had too many good returns, so they had a different strategy. And with a 17-0 lead now, Carney's just going to try and keep East in front of them and get out of here with their second win in six days. And again, they're home against Bernie Madison of the North Platte Bulldogs next week. And then they have another home game against Lincoln Northeast, or excuse me, against, uh, yeah, Lincoln Northeast. And then they go to Fremont and Millard North. First out and 10 here for East. Shut out. They have not scored in their last five and a half quarters. Little flare pass out here complete. And Stalberd tackles Jared Searcy like a wrestler. He took him completely off the ground and then tried to bring him down somewhat softly. But a very short pass completion. Maybe a yard and a half. They're going to give him two on the scoreboard here. But not much going on offensively tonight for the Lincoln East Spartans trying to hustle up. Beckner now looks left. Same play. Same completed pass out here to Searcy. And this time he's going to be close to the first down at the 39-yard line. He will have it as they give him the 40 and an 8-yard pass completion. The 10th first down of the ball game for Lincoln East. They have all their timeouts, or they have two of their timeouts, 324 remaining, down 17 to nothing. And I think all East now is going to try to do is find a way to get some points on the board. They scored 21 in the first half last week against Norfolk, haven't scored since. Spread it out with four wide, two blocking backs, stepping up in the pocket, nowhere to go for Beckner. He'll have to run and get some positive yards out to about the 45 yard line before a host of Bearcats are there, led by Thad Huber. It'll be second down and five. Lincoln East does not call a lot of design quarterback runs. Let's go back to Foster Field and a score update for you. Our score updates brought to you by our friends at Simonson Agency, your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney. They've got you covered for home life and auto insurance. See them in Kearney, the strip mall just west of Apple Market. 14-3, UNK leads with 5.21 to go in the third quarter. As Beckner throws a underneath slant here that is incomplete to Elliot Alexander. Stopping the clock with 2.35 remaining in the fourth quarter. Carney 17 and East nothing. Don't forget the New West postgame show coming up. Final stats. Score updates from uh, UNK and a couple of the other college games where Minnesota has a slim lead over Buffalo in the fourth quarter. And Indiana has a one-point lead over Ohio State as they approach half. Third down and five for Lincoln East. Looking to go deep. Beckner pulls it back down, and he's going to be sacked. Pressure from the outside. Atchison makes him go inside. Lee Harrington is there for another Carney Bearcat sack along with Grant Kowalski. That is the fourth sack of the game for the Carney defense. A loss of two. And it'll bring up fourth down and six, six and a half. So East needs to uh, move the chains here, or Carney's going to be able to run out the clock as we are down to two minutes to go. 17-0 Bearcats. 
Two touchdowns later here, late third, early fourth. Back to pass. Beckner looking, has all day. Thinking about running, now a penalty flag. Pass down the field is in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, Jared Searcy. It would have been a first down at the Kearney 45, but then they would have just had to run another play because I think we're going to have holding in the offensive backfield here against the Spartans of Lincoln East. That's about as much time as Beckner's had to go, and of course Carney will decline this and take over the football. Atchison says, nah, it's fine. So the pass incomplete, and now it's all over but the formality. Carney scoring on a three-yard run by Matt Studi with 4.04 to go in the third, and then Studi an eight-yard run with 4.06 to go in the game. And again, if Lincoln East, they're going to be going, well, we may have never scored, but this probably should still be a 3-0 game. Carney got some help, and again, it kind of all started when Cannon Coster hit a great punt inside the one. It was a, 30, a 43-yard punt that they downed at the one-yard line. And that forced Chase Ewer to rush his punt out of the back of the end zone, and it only went 12 yards, so Carney had a 13-yard drive. And then a fumble recovery by Will Jorgensen on a botched handoff, and Carney had it at the 36, and that's how they marched in for their second. So it hasn't been a lot of long, hasn't been a lot of long drives. And with a minute 45 to go, Carney's going to kneel on it, Spartans could use their timeouts, but I don't think that's going to have a little surprise that Carney is kneeling on it. Early in the season, get some other guys in there, run a few plays, but it's Thursday. It's school tomorrow, and Coach Cool says, let's just get out of here. So that's exactly what uh, the Bearcats are going to do, and Carney's 2-0, off to another good start, and again, really good chance of being 4-0 with two home games against non-top-10 teams. Coster takes a snap and will kneel it again as there's 1-10 to go. Carney's not going to, unless the officials help him out, really be able to run out the clock, but officials are doing a good enough job of being slow to get the 25-second play clock to go, and I think maybe Carney will just have to snap it one more time. That'll be in the hands of the officials. Again, tomorrow night, Gibbon and Minden, I'll have that for you here on Classic Hits, Carney Catholic. We'll be hosting Grand Island Central Catholic Randy Bushcutter and Don Lee on ESPN 1460. Coster takes all the time he can. Now takes a little more just to let that clock run and takes a knee. And the official will grab the ball and do a good job. Well, East is going to call a timeout. East is going to call a timeout and at least make Carney run a fourth down play or pump the ball away. With 25 seconds remaining in the game, it's Carney 17, Lincoln East nothing. Uh, we'll finish it up after this. Time out. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. College football at the half. Indiana 14, Ohio State 13 from Bloomington. The conference game moved up to a Thursday night so that ESPN could have a feature national game, and they've got what they want. Indiana always seems to play them tough, but they haven't been able to upset them. Could tonight be the night? 
Fourth down for Carney. They've nailed it the first three down, so it's fourth and 19, and Coster will go back and punt it away here for their final offensive snap of the game. Takes time, a late rush. Coster, nice high punt, fair catch called for and taken at the 19-yard line. So a 34-yard punt, but that's all Coster wanted to do was make sure he got it out of there. 17 seconds remain. If East wants to, they might be able to get a couple three plays off. We'll see how Coach Gingery handles it. And they will fall to one and one on the season. Lincoln East, as we said, doesn't have to hit the road very much. They did have to go to Norfolk last week. They'll go to Omaha twice, but they don't have to leave the city of Lincoln until they go to Omaha North on the 29th. And Kearney did not have the right personnel out on the field, and they're going to have to burn a timeout. While they do that, we want to remind you that we are going to take an opportunity to tell you that the stations of Platte River Radio, which Classic Hits 98.9 is a part of, taking timeout on November 16th with our first and 10 to help raise money for Team Jack and pediatric brain cancer research. Stay with us to find out more as the big day moves closer. The first in 10 Radiothon to help out Team Jack and help out kids that you may know right here in our listening area. It's staggering to know how many youngsters are affected in the state and how many of them are right here in our listening area. So November 16th, the Team Jack Radiothon. 17 seconds remaining, and it is 17 to nothing. Carney, they'll get out of here with the victory. And let's see what Lincoln East decides to do here on their last couple of plays. Just not able to get anything going offensively. Devin Beckner will be the shotgun quarterback, takes the snap, wants to throw, fakes it, now has to tuck it up, and he is going to be drugged down as he gets to the line of scrimmage by Miko Maisner. Maisner makes the tackle after a two-yard gain. And I think East has decided that's good enough. And the clock will run out. And the final score on this Thursday night at beautiful Seacrest Field in Lincoln, the Bearcats on the road. And as they have done so many times when they come to Seacrest, they'll have an enjoyable bus ride home. The Kearney Bearcats, 17. The Lincoln East Spartans, nothing. Kearney's defense outstanding again tonight. And the offense takes advantage of a couple of East mistakes to put those touchdowns on the board. If Kearney can uh, find a way to do what they did on the first drive of the game offensively, I think they're going to look really, really good. But things changed after that opening drive, which may have been their best of the game. 17-0 Bearcats. We're back with the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show right after this. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Aurora Cooperative is excited to announce their Summer of Ethanol Giveaway Contest. Fill up at your local Ace Stop with your locally grown, locally produced gasoline anytime this summer to become eligible. For every 15 gallons purchased, you will be entered into two drawings. The first is a monthly drawing where we will give away 10 $50 gift cards, and the second is for the grand prize drawing where one lucky winner will receive gas for a year. To learn more about how you can get into the Aurora Cooperative Summer of Ethanol Giveaway, please visit auroracoop.com. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work for your corn and your ethanol. The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. 
dawn neared and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door, and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. Welcome back to Seacrest Field, where we have made it through another high school football contest. Love the Thursday night game, bringing you more contests. And this is the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. want to update you on what's going on at Foster Field in Kearney, where UNK is trying to start the Josh Lynn era off on a great note. And so far, the Lopers are getting it done. UNK 14, Missouri Western 3 as they start the fourth quarter. The Lopers got on the board with a 39-yard interception return. And then in the second, that was in the first quarter, in the second quarter, a two-yard touchdown pass to Blake Holtmeyer, Missouri Western, adding a field goal in the third quarter. So it is 14-3 at the start of the fourth quarter, and UNK driving. Well, what a shockwave this might put through the MIAA if the Lopers can get off to such a great start. We're figuring up the final tallies here, and we'll give you all the numbers right after this on the New West postgame show. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And welcome back to the New West Post Game Show here on Classic Hits, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Pleasanton, and Loop City in the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Let's take a look now at the final stats of the ball game in this top ten battle. Number nine, Kearney High. Number ten, Lincoln East. And four, Kearney High. Or excuse me, for Lincoln East, after having a two-touchdown, 100-plus-yard performance last week, Alex Hernicek was held in check, 17 carries, 46 yards for East. Then Devin Beckner, the quarterback, nine carries, 16 yards. Jaden Rowe, who started but didn't play after the first quarter, two carries for seven yards. Connor Riekenberg had one carry on a reverse. It was third and 12. He got 16 yards. Braden Sellen, one carry, five yards. And Blake Ingenmills, who had a lot of great plays in special teams, just carried it one time for one yard. I had Lincoln East for 31 rushing attempts and 91 yards in the ballgame. Through the air, Rowe started the ball game in the first quarter. He was 3 of 5, no interceptions, no touchdowns, 22 yards. And then uh, Devin Beckner took it the rest of the way. In the first half, he was, which was just the second quarter, 2 of 4 for 33 yards. In the second half, he, completed, he put up 10 passes, completed 4 of those, had 1 interception 
for just 26 yards. So Beckner was 6 of 14 for 59 yards and one pick. As a team, 9 of 19 for 81 yards and one interception. 81 through the air, 91 on the ground, 172 yards of total offense tonight for Lincoln East. They had 10 first downs. They punted the ball five times. Outside of the shank punt for 12, the first four would have averaged 31. They had the only penalty on the first play of the game, one penalty, five yards, and they did have the three turnovers, two fumbles, and one interception. And, of course, were shut out in the ball game and have now not scored in their last six quarters. We'll come back and take a look at the final stats for the Carney Bearcats on the New West Postgame Show right after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Maybe, as I check back here, the biggest offensive play on the ground, and it is. Now they want to take it to the end zone. A hitch and go, but they're going to overthrow this one, and it is intercepted by Stalbert, and he's going to run it out of the end zone. He's got blockers to the 20, to the 25, and now East gets to him, brings him down at the 28-yard line. Isaiah Stalbert at the end of the third quarter coming up with a big interception that helped lead to uh, Carney High shutting down what may have been the biggest threat that Lincoln East had in the second half after the reverse had got them down inside the 30-yard line. This is the New West Postgame Show. Let's take a look at the final numbers now for the Kearney Bearcats. Matt Studi, 25 carries, 128 yards, and both touchdowns in the second half, 18 carries for 96 yards. So they hitched their wagon to Matt Studi, and he did not disappoint. Corey Kitt, one carry for zero yards. Cannon Coster, 10 carries for 58 yards, only one carry in the second half. Rushing the ball for the Bearcats, 36 attempts for 186 yards. Through the air, Coster in the second half was one of four. Bearcats did not even attempt the pass there in the fourth quarter. He had a 29-yarder on a nice comebacker by Stallbird. So for the game, Cannon Coster was 7 of 18, one interception, and that was really trying to get it into the end zone on the last play of the first half. So uh, he was taking a shot. 7 of 18, one interception, 61 yards through the air, 186 on the ground, only 247 yards of total offense for Carney High tonight. Uh, Last week in the game against Grand Island, they had 249. So 249, 247, and it's enough to get them 14 first downs. They had the one turnover on the interception, three penalties for 30 yards, which wasn't bad, and Coster did punt the ball tonight very, very well, seven times for an average of around 40 yards per punt. 
Time now to take a look at our scoring wrap, brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. The Bearcats won the toss. They decided to defer, and they had East three and out. Three nice plays. Kearney High took over at their own 37-yard line and marched the ball right down the field very effectively with Costa running, passing, Studi with a few nice runs. They got it down to first and goal at the four, and then, couldn't get anything to go. A fade pattern on third and goal fell incomplete, and Gabe Hines hit a 20-yard field goal with six minutes to go in the first to make it 3 nothing. That's all we would have until late in the third. Uh, a 45-yard field goal attempt for Lincoln East fell short with 6.21 to go in the second quarter, so it's 3 nothing at the half. In the third quarter, Cannon Coster pins East inside their own one-yard line, and they were not able to get a first down, so they had to punt out of the uh, end zone and trying to rush it out of there. Ewer shanked it. It went out of bounds at the 13. Two plays later, Studi took it in from three yards out. Hines adds the PAT with 4.04 to go in the third. The Bearcats get the first touchdown of the game to make it 10 to nothing. Then the uh, stat that you just heard, or the uh, highlight that you just heard, Isaiah Stallbird able to uh, pick it off in the end zone and return it out. Carney didn't score there, but then Will Jorgensen did recover a fumble at the Lincoln East 36-yard line. And Carney marched at the 36 yards on third down and three. Studi took it in around the right side from eight yards out for the touchdown. Hines out of the PAT, 4.06 to go in the fourth, 17 to nothing. And that is your final here tonight. And that is our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Carney. Well, that's going to wrap things up here from Secrets Field. The game did move along, so... We just will take advantage of that and head home for tomorrow. Uh, don't forget tomorrow on the ESPN's Doug and Daddy show, Adam Carricker, Carricker's Chronicles. He has been very adamant about uh, following Husker football. We'll get his thoughts uh, on the game and get you ready for Nebraska taking on uh, Arkansas State, Hastings College playing down at Southwestern Kansas. And we may have some really cool vibes tomorrow. UNK 14, Missouri Western 3 early in the fourth quarter. So let's see if they can finish that off. And then Carney Catholic will go for the trifecta when they host GICC tomorrow night on ESPN 1460. Again, I'll be in Gibbon as the Buffaloes look to start 2-0 against Minden, a team that uh, broke their long losing streak when they beat Gibbon last year. So you know that'll be in play as well. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Did want to give you the two scores from the Big Ten uh, that are going on right now. They're just starting the third quarter. Indiana 14, Ohio State 13, and also Minnesota has finally put an insurance field goal on the board. It had been 14-7 to since the first quarter. It's Minnesota 17, Buffalo 7 with two minutes to go in the game. Again, Matt Studi rushes for 128 yards and two touchdowns, and Carney forces three Lincoln East turnovers as the Bearcats go to 2-0 with a 17-0 win over the Spartans. They're home the next two weeks, including next Friday, against Bernie Madison and the North Platte Bulldogs. For our producer-engineer, Ryan Dahlgren, our spotter, Cody Horn, don't forget photos from tonight's game will be up at PlatteRiverPreps.com as well. Check those out over the weekend, and hopefully you'll have a great weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. Doug Duda from Seacrest, Carney 17, Lincoln East nothing. Good night. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at KKPR.com.